Welcome to another Top 10 FYD episode. I am your host, Adam, and sitting to my left, as always, is my co-host, Scott. How are you doing today, Scott? Oh, what's up? Doing well. You're doing, doing very well? Very well. Very well. We have a special Top 10 for you again. It's always special all the time. We're doing special. our Top 10 video games today, so... Ooh. I, I think this is going to be a good one, okay? As always, joining us is Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing all right. How are doing you guys? Right? I'm doing Living the dream, brother. Living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream. This uh, list had me uh, pretty stressed to really? come up with. It was tough to narrow down the top ten. I, I had a pretty easy time, I think. I, I was torn between nostalgia, uh, quality, or multiple factors. Exactly. Storyline, gameplay... Yeah. Of course, joining us also, if you listened to our last episode, we have our last special guest, Corey. How are you doing today? Good, Corey? good. Thanks for having me on again, you ready guys. The... Really, I'm glad to be here again. Ready for the list? I'm ready. As ready as ever. Right, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, okay, but when I made my list, I focused more, not so much on, you know, uh, graphics and, you know, what it looks like today. I focused more on, you know, how much fun I had, gameplay, story, things like that. I'm a, yeah. I'm a very story-driven game player, okay? Mm-hmm. I play games like, you know, Call. I play Call of Duty Online sometimes. I play Halo Online. But I, I love a good story. Give me a good story and I love it, okay? That, that, that's me. I, I, can, I can attest to that. I think my list is... is and the nostalgia factor, I think we can all agree, is is a factor. It's in huge. That. It's huge. In you know, this. graphics for me not so much. I think games transcend. You know, you play Super Mario One compared to Super Mario Three. It's a different game. It's still on the same Definitely, console. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think graphics transcend no matter how they are. Um, I, my list is, I used a lot of playing time as a factor. So games I spent the most time on, I think I gave more of a bump up. Okay. No disrespect to any, you know, there's great games out there and everybody has their own opinion, but no disrespect to any of the other games that may have landed in my honorable mentions. Um, but I think a lot of the games on my list came out within the past eight years. Fair. Honestly. That's fair. That's, that's a lot of the games <laughs> on my list. So. Well, I, I got to say, I am not a gamer. You're a fish out of water. Like, like you show. three are. I... Yeah. My games are going to be all in the stall. But that's okay. That's okay. That's though. And, great. And my great. list is going to. I, I, I'm assuming because we don't know each other's lists. No, this Absolutely is great. Not. Absolutely. I not. think my list is going to be very different from the three of you. So I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see this. My, my list. Um, I, I looked back in my memory and what games made me the happiest when I thought of them is what my list came from. That might be the, the most ga- the important games, factor. The games I had the most memories with. So yeah, a big nostalgia factor. That might be the most important. Yeah. Thing, okay. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we should jump right into it, though. Let's I think do we it. should, you know, let's do it. Stating, you know, let's let's find out what our top ten is. And as always, we're going to start with a special guest, Corey. Why don't you lead us off on your number ten? Well, my number ten. Can I go with an honorable mention first of all? We do honorable mentions at the end. At the end, okay. We do them at the end after we do our number. My one, number ten, and you guys know me. If you listen to the last episode, I'm the sports guy. I have to have a sports game somewhere on this list, right? So I'll set it right at number ten. My number ten sits at NBA Street Volume Two. Great game. If you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, this game had, it had effects. It had the fun. It, you could dunk. You could jump over the backboard and dunk for God's sake. Should we say what system? Yeah. For the play, okay. For the PlayStation Two. For the PlayStation Two. I was in middle school when this came out. It was probably sixth, seventh grade. Two thousand and four. This uh, yeah. two thousand and three. This was the year before LeBron James was drafted. LeBron, Carmelo, all those guys. So two thousand and three. This game came out with those rosters. Um, the game had it was just a lot of fun. There was store. There was a story mode you could do. You could create your own. They called it a baller. 
create your own baller, go through the ranks of the street in like Harlem. You can play at the cage. They had replica courts um, from New York City that they play street ball. Wasn't everything in the ghetto? Not really ghetto, but it was a lot of, uh, you know. In the ghetto? New York. It was in New York City. It was a New York what, game. Were there, were there professional players in the game, or was it just? It uh, was pro. It was pro team. They had pro teams, and they picked five players from each team. Um, were and there then big they, names? Yeah, I mean the five star. I would say the starting five from each team. So mm-hmm. let's, for example, the Lakers were a really good team when this game came out. So it was Kobe Bryant, it was Shaq, it was Derek Fisher, yeah. it was guys like that, and it was three on three competition where you guys played against each other and. Uh, they had the game breaker, the bonus. You know, if you got cool dunks and everything, you could do that. I just thought it was all around a fun game to play. I logged a lot of hours into this game. I think it was a lot of fun, and I would put NFL Street Two up here as well. But um, I think the NBA one had me more interested uh, than the NFL one. That's why I, I put it at number ten. I think if you didn't log a lot of hours, if you're going to put it on your top ten list, then maybe it shouldn't be on your top ten list. Yeah. So if you put a lot of hours, that's great. That, yeah. that, that, that's a good thing. All right, so let's move on. Brandon, what's your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is Donkey Kong Country 2 for nice. Super Nintendo. Very nice pick. Okay. Very um, nice pick. I'm going to say one. this right now because we have also uh, said in our past top 10s, if you have it on your list, you know, mess too. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country is on my list too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Donkey Kong is there Country 2? Is a specific number though? I, I went with the first one. You went with the first one? I went with the first one. I went with the second one. I love Dixie Kong. I love Diddy Kong. The soundtrack in those games are phenomenal. Um... The platforming, I think, in my opinion, is better than Mario. The graphics yes. are better. I love it. It's, it's made by Rare. I, it's amazing. Um, and I've played it ever since I was young. And even recently, me and my girlfriend, we still play I love that game. It's and a great game. The second one came really close to beating the first one, but yeah. I went with the first one instead. The first one has a lot more realism to it. It, it feels like a more realistic game, and then they went cartoony for the second one, which is fine. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was a great, it was a great game. Great game. I love it. I love the Super Nintendo, by the way, as well. Super, yeah. yeah. You're gonna see, I have a feeling we're going to see that a lot on yeah. this. Super Nintendo was a great on this episode. We talked about Scott over here and mentioned, uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of games of, of recent games, but you might have a couple Super Nintendo on there. What's your What's your 10, man? Well, I, okay. I think Scott has more S- Sega in mind. So, so, so Sega my number Sega. 10, my number 10, okay, get ready. You guys, are, you guys don't even know what you're in for. <laughs> Again, <laughs> was, was I born yet? Again, the rest of the panel is a lot younger than I am. That's okay. My number 10 is actually for a computer. I don't even know if I want to call it PC. What Windows was it running at the time? Windows when Macintosh I you, 90. <laughs> the answer to my number 10 is the Oregon Trail. I knew it was going yes! to come up. I knew it would come up. I knew it was going to played it on the oh Apple. Oh, my God. The old, I don't even know, Red Dawn. Macintosh. I played the shit out of Oregon the Trail. The Oregon okay. Trail is a great game. I put it in my number 10. It's wow. fun. We've all, there's, there's different versions of it. They've tried to expand. But I'm talking when I was in freaking middle school, even elementary school, playing on the old Apple. Uh, Oregon Trail is fun. You we all like it. We all play. I think that's a game. Regardless of age, regardless of who you are, you have at one point in your life, male, female, whatever you are, have seen this game. Every time I've dabbled into it, everyone knows you have died of dysentery. That is just (laughs) become a part of pop culture. That was my favorite uh, time in computer class when I was in school. Was to get my computer work done and be like, let me get up work on trail. I want to. 
10, 15, 20 minutes of just Oregon Trail. Let me just and get on that. And you play on the same computer that other classes would have previously played on, yeah. and you'd come across an old tombstone, yeah. oh, yeah. and you'd want to yeah. see which person died at this point because you beat the that. Yeah. Um, for those of you still interested in the Oregon Trail, there is a remake on the App Store of iOS, and it's called Oregon Trail. It is a set in the zombie universe oh, wow. where it's you and your friends in a station wagon traveling from east coast to west coast. Oh, it's no. Oregon Trail set in zombies. It's amazing. Oh, no. All right, Adam, what's All your right. number 10? Uh, my number 10, I'm going to go with a classic and another Super Nintendo game, okay? I'm going to go with Super Mario World. Okay. okay. The one where they introduced Yoshi, obviously. I thought yeah. that was a great... The, uh, the was, best Mario, in my opinion. Exactly. It was a close between Mario 3 and Super Mario World. I went with uh, obviously that one. I just I spent so many hours in this game. My childhood revolved around this game. We were talking about I I played Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country. That game and this game just my childhood revolved around it. Okay, just every time I would get home from school, I'd be like, let me put this in. Let me play. Let me get Mario. Let me get Yoshi. Let me you know get as many. Uh, did was, you find all the secret levels? Oh like, yes, you know, I did. All of it, yeah. You're damn right I did. You're damn right I did. I beat the Star World, all the secret levels. Mm -hmm. it, it was all great. Did like, you? Uh, did that game have the Tanuki suit? No, it didn't. No, that, that, that was the cape. Three had. Had the cape. Had the cape. Okay. That was three. Had they, the cape. I, I never mastered the cape to the point where there were some people that mastered it where they could oh, just they can make through the entire, entire level. Through the entire oh, yeah. level. I've, I've, I never I've, I never hit that point. I've gotten there. I've dabbled. But yeah, I, that is. I found a route to beat the game in less than fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, I could do it right. TV, <laughs> I could do it right now. It's e it's easy. The route's easier to remember, but it's hard to it's hard to execute fast. I never got into the speed running community because I was more like, let me let me enjoy the game. Let exactly. me let me sit and down and just enjoy the game. If see, I get it done in ten minutes, then I'm gonna talk about play. another classic soundtrack. The soundtrack almost makes the game as well. It, it does. It absolutely does. You're in dinosaur world. You're in yeah. dinosaur land. Okay, yeah. that's great. Jurassic Park. Yes. No. no. Yes, <laughs> it is. I love dinosaurs. I played with dinosaurs <laughs> as a kid. I don't know if you guys heard. But I did. <laughs> we should do a top ten toys growing up. It's on my list of possible All right. <laughs> Rock and Soccer Robots number one next, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> number nine, right? Number nine, Corey. Yes, number, we're nine. number nine. We're back to me number on number nine. nine. Okay, well, some Brandon at least knows this. I am a gigantic fan of the Pokemon series. Huge I fan. I own every game. You, I've played them all. I've not caught them all. I've played them all. Gotta catch See, them all. When Pokemon. it comes to me and Pokemon, I'm more of a purist, and I've got just a few select favorites in the series. See, now, I, I like them all. Uh, generation. If I had to pick one generation out to single out, I think it's Generation Five, which is. Um, I used to play Pokemon. I hit Generation Two and then I stopped. Which is that Black Knight. I couldn't move on. If I had to, if I had to single one out, it'd be Generation Five. That's probably my least it's, favorite. That's generation. Black and White. That came black, out. white, black two, white two. That's I your least favorite. Or that's most? my least favorite. Um, right now, my number nine favorite game of all time is Pokemon Yellow. That's that's the great. That's one. what I, that's, so that's I what started out so, with. That's so what I started out with. But most of us, I think, I started out with blue, but I delve I delve into yellow, and here's why yellow separates itself from blue. And Pikachu, you get all three starters. Yeah. The exclusives in yellow are comparable it, to it the ones was in red. It was very much very. You know, you still have the missing no glitch, of course. Yeah. That's a legendary. Was you, that in yellow as well? Yes, you were able. There's actually a glitch in each first generation Pokemon game. So yellow, blue, red. Where you can input, you have to input your name. You know, you go in the beginning, hi, I'm Professor Oak, yeah. etc. And you enter your name. Well, if you enter your name a certain way, there's certain slots. I think it's three, five, and seven, or eight, whatever it is. 
that letter corresponds to, you know, the missing no glitch. Again, you surf on the east coast of Cinnabar Island. Um, there's a glitch where you can catch the two starters that you don't get on that island on the east coast. Yeah. So you put your name, and it's like XXCV, and, and, and it's shit a set like of numbers. That makes the game that much more legendary. I mean, the missing no... Any Pokemon fan knows what that I is. I never you, came across Missing No when I played You can glitch the never hell out of that game. But that's yeah. that's not only why it's fun. That was the original, you know, I had the Game yeah. Boy. I had the Game Boy Pocket, the I, big I, I red. Like every I, time my mother, when I was a kid, said, hey, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to go visit somebody. We're going to go do something. It was, I was I ex, I was excited for car rides because I would just get my Game no, Boy out. Me too. I would just sit there and play and like the Pokemon. Thing is, what I remember my childhood with Game Boys. I would have to sit in a corner of a living room where there was a lamp. Because the game yep. yes. no backlight. Yes. No backlight yet. No backlight. I, I had the worm light. Now you guys can download it on your phone yeah. and play it right on your phone. Do you guys, if you do you guys want. remember the worm light? Yeah. Yes. The, the, the Nikon light. worm light. Yeah, I had like I a, still purple, have one. a purple worm light. I still have it. It works. And like, I only wanted to use that when I absolutely had to because I remember it drained the hell out of my battery. Oh, your battery was just yeah. currency as a child. As a yeah. child, but battery I mean, was currency. But I mean, yeah. if you're listening to this and you've played, <laughs> if you've played Pokemon Yellow, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody's. I had think one of the biggest memories I had from Pokemon Yellow was I was able to get the surf. Uh, aspect or the surf ability the, of Pikachu, the HM. For yeah, Pikachu, exactly. Yeah. And, and I would just go to that beach and I would surf uh, Pikachu, and it was it was basically like yeah, surfing Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. my like favorite part about the first generation of Pokemon games was buying the Magikarp in the Pokemon Center before Mount Moon. And then just grinding the hell out of it, level level <laughs> grinding the hell out of it. So by the time you hit Misty, you have like a twenty five Gyarados, and it's like a mammoth monster. And <laughs> I spent beats the way shit out of her. For, for some people, you're speaking game. a foreign language right now, but I will tell like you, like me, I will tell you right now, Pokemon <laughs> is on my list somewhere. Oh, it's it's here frequently. I yeah. be honest, it's here frequently. It did not make my list, to be honest with you. It, it didn't make. Is my there list. a reason? We're a little younger than you. Just a I, little bit. Well, and you, I think you could say you're what, like what, like two or three years. Still I mean, young, still counts. Shit? Adam, how old are you? I'm twenty six. Oh, I'm 22. Yeah, 26. Oh, yeah. I'm 26. Okay. I'm 22. So, it's, it's so. Like, so I, I would say I was in third or fourth grade. I'm 31. Grade. <laughs> I, I was he in, did have a birthday recently. For, I forgot. Happy birthday, man. I was in third or fourth grade when the Pokemon craze was like taking off. The cards, everything. Oh, I the remember, cards were amazing. I my younger sisters. I just learned how to play Pokemon. My younger sisters watched recently. the cartoon show. Oh, oh my God. I liked the cartoon show. Don't get me started. that that cartoon show was taking place in a coma. Stop it. Yeah. You know the theory? All, all this, all this TV shows, cards, Pokemon is an important part of any person's childhood around our it's age. It's an important part of society. It, whether you avoided it, whether you embraced it, it was there, it was yeah. a thing, and it was it's huge for all of us. It's, it's a still part a of thing. It's still a thing now. They have the TV shows that's still going on now. I know. The games are still continuing now. They're shittier games in my opinion, but, you know, what uh, Have you played X and Y? I yet? played no. X. I love X. No. Oh my god. It's it's not it's not because they're newer, it's because there's just there's like fucking a thousand Pokemon now. What but that's, the fuck is but that here's the thing. The thing with Pokemon there's now. Too many. There's too you many. Look at, you look at Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you look at X and Y, they have new forms and new ways of battling now. Back in Generation 1, 2, 3, whatever, you just go catch whatever and battle with it. <laughs> but now there's ways to train. There's different methods of training. That's fine, but there's just like too many. That's what that's my that's my fair, biggest thing. There's that's too many. fair enough. And I'm like I, I I like the nostalgia, so I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna ruin it for me. So my games, you had to push the space bar to hunt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's where I went. Listen, I still are we gonna remember, see Galaga? Are we gonna see Galaga on your list, Scotty? <laughs> I still remember the you reset. May, I did have an Atari system. Oh, that's good. I did have one. 
I remember the reset button. That's what I remember. Right. Right. Constantly having to reset the shit. But anyway, <laughs> all right, that's your number nine. Brandon, what's your number nine? My number nine is a PS1 game. I went with the Crash Bandicoot 1. Oh, yes. I played um, it. I played that game. Now I can hard. get it. There's, there's a good story for my Crash Bandicoot days. I owned Crash Bandicoot 1 and 2 on PS1. Mm-hmm. Before my mom ever bought me a memory card for my PlayStation 1. Oh. So here's what would happen. I would sit down and play about 4, 5 o'clock, and I knew I had to make it as far as I could before everything was just lost forever. So I would have to try to beat the game in one sitting, and it became like an everyday competition for me. Um, other than that other than that great memory, all those great times of just grinding out that game... Um, I love. I love the aspect. Card yeah, the PS One. It was just. It was. Oh, horrible. it was tough. Life. My mom didn't understand that the game needed that. She was used to the cartridges for the Super Nintendo, yeah. just saving everything. So, the graphics in that game were amazing for the time. They were just so smooth. The music was great. The characters were funny. I had fun with that game. And it was like a platformer, but I, I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't sideways. You were just running. It was. Forward. It was your first three D platform. Yeah, exactly. What it, it, that's yeah. what it kind of was. It was a. Like, 3D platformers, kind of like you ran just in a straight And there's line never been really another game like that since then. No, they've, that, they've tried to revamp the Crash yeah. Bandicoot series. It, it hasn't been as good. My you. my biggest memory is Warped. Crash yeah. Bandicoot oh, yeah. Warped was my, was yeah. my favorite. But by then, game. I already had a memory card. And I think yeah. in that game, you could ride the tiger on the Great yeah, Wall of China. Yeah, you could ride the tiger. They had jet skis. I love all that stuff. But the first or second one is... Uh, you rode a hog oh, in the first one. Yeah. Hog Wild. That was one of my favorite levels uh, to play. You, like, and, rode through the you know what? I'll tell you right now. Uh... I have a buddy, uh, Jordan Blank, who has absolutely destroyed every one of the Crash Bandicoot games. I'm talking not just 100% completion, 114% completion it's on these games. Those I'm are telling hard. You, there's hidden levels, there's yeah. gems hidden that are invisible. He's Is done Jordan it all. a fan of the show? Big fan of the show. Okay, Jordan, good job with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I like that game. And I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too old to say that I, I had a PlayStation 1. I played Crash game. Bandicoot. Yeah. It was a good game. Good choice. Good choice. I like that one. All right, Scott, number nine. Okay, and here comes my age. Here it comes. <laughs> Corey was making jokes about Atari. You but know, I think Scott I actually I was thinking did. About this, and I think you have the most interesting list of I all. I actually, my my cousin had an Atari at my grandmother's house, and I like to play it there. So there's a version of this game that I love that I played on the Atari, but the version that I'm talking about on here is the arcade version. Go, I remember going to the cookery for <laughs> breakfast, and they had the arcade, and I'd play it forever. Didn't even want to eat. I and this it's, is number nine. Don't is bring Pac-Man. Food. Don't bring food. You're making us hungry. Right now. <laughs> number nine, my favorite game is Pac-Man. I love now, Mrs. Pac-Man. Or no, Pac-Man? the original uh, arcade. Pac-Man. Oh, my bad. She's single. <laughs> she's single. Okay, she's not attached. Are you Can we me? talk about before you go real quick in the new Super Smash Brothers game? Why is Ms. Pac-Man not a costume for Pac-Man? Anyway. Because they're two different characters. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, your property rights. True. Go ahead. I just, Batman. I just loved. I remember as a kid going to the cookery. Those Adam, Corey, you guys are from the Valley. You probably remember the cookery. Now it's Dairy Queen, unfortunately, and it's <laughs> sad to me. But it was one of my favorite places to eat. Great breakfast. I would go there. It was always busy, so you always had to wait to get a table. And right near the bathrooms there was the little arcade table and it was a flat top I remember that we had one in our pizza a hut a flat top table and the, the joystick yeah. was underneath it and I would sit there and I would feed that sucker quarters till, uh, <laughs> till my bank was broken my first anxiety attack ever is probably from Pac-Man it was just so stressful that it's a, just 
It's an intentional anxiety-driven game. Yeah. I, I, it is. I, I, I don't play the game Not to at all, even for nostalgia's sake, because it's just it's it's horrible. It, it's tough. It, it's, it, it, yeah. But it's addictive. It's it's an addictive Those game. damn ghosts. Not to give any more spoilers out, but does anybody have an arcade game on their list from I, here on out? I don't. I don't either. Okay, I don't either, but if I had to pick one arcade game to single out, it would be Galaga. Period. That's my there. favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I I got a uh, a disc on the PlayStation. Had it on, had it on Atari. When I was when I was a kid, I got a disc for Christmas from my dad for, and it was a, it was Namco's greatest hits. It had Pac Man. It had Pole Position. It had Dig Dug. It had Galaga. And I do I delved into that, and it was a blast for me. I still play it. I find it on the computer. Play it on that. That's that's got to be my favorite no. arcade game. I don't want to steal this off anyone's list if we're talking arcade games. But Ninja Turtles, uh, I think it's Reshelled in Time or something Uh like that. Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. When I used to play at my Pizza Hut all the time growing up. Uh, Does anyone remember the Simpsons game that you used to have at the Pizza Hut in the 90s? I had it from Sega Genesis. My most vivid spray paint thing? Is that the one? My most vivid arcade machine memory. Again, Valley Guys, you know this. No, I had it for NES. I'm sorry. Valley Guys, you know this. Was it Billy's Black and Gold? They freaking Mm -hmm. still have them installed in there. Was the Adams Family. Yeah. Oh, I remember that game. I remember that game. It was a Super Nintendo game, and they had a giant controller that was like a foot and a half wide. (laughs) And you played it on that, and it was just a load of fun. I I mean, I rarely went to Billy's with my parents, of course, but when I went, that was the one I went to. I I happen to be there a lot, but (laughs) I know the game you're talking about. So anyway, Pac-Man is my number nine. I love it. It's a classic. I do love it. Probably the most classic game. I didn't know if that was going to be well received. Here's the thing. Do you remember, it was on PlayStation 1, they tried making Pac-Man a, like, they tried making a Pac-Man that was a Super Mario 64 type game. Really? Three yes. Pac-Man jumped yeah, around it was platforms. Bad. It was bad. It was bad. I I had it for some reason. I never played it. It, never it, play it. Just saying. He he's tried to break out of I the, stopped, the classic. There's a lot of side-scrolling games where they try to turn to 3D during that generation. Uh-huh. Where I just I just didn't play it. Like mm-hmm. they did it to Donkey Kong. And I, I, I couldn't play oh, that. Oh, I love DK64. I didn't play that. I couldn't do it. That game I, was good. I, the only one that I know they turned into a 3D from side-scrolling was Super Mario 64. Which everyone knows is a it's instant gr- class. It, actually, it's like the first game that came out. It's the first oh, yeah. game I it's played. It's the first game I had on my 64. Exactly, yeah. I got my 64 I never when I was had like 5. I never had a 64. Oh, you missed out. Dude, Banjo. I haven't played it, but I played it a lot. <laughs> did you play it a lot, though? What? 64. I didn't have I just said I didn't have one. Did you but play it like play friends it? and stuff, birthday parties? Actually, no. I never we had were a 64. PlayStation. My friends were PlayStation friends. That makes sense. So I, got, I, got I was PlayStation. always PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. I didn't have an Xbox until like 2010. I, I got I'm going to call a quick timeout here. Yeah. We should go through and s- what systems did you own? Okay. What's this? Because I'm curious about it. If this. I could start, um, yeah, sure. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I had Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, SP, I had DS, DS. I've had all the DSs, I've had all the Nintendo. I've had a, I have a Wii, I have a Wii U, I, I, I'm covered on Nintendo. I had an Xbox 360. Wow, my, my list is short. Okay. I had an Xbox 360, um, which I still have, I don't really play it as much. I own a Wii U now, which is a ton of fun. It's, it's a it great is. console. Great I love it. I have the uh, the 3DS. I, I still have my PlayStation 2 hooked up in my bedroom. I think it's the best console of all time, and that's another that's another discussion. But PlayStation 2. I had PlayStation 1. Um, 
the one again. I didn't have a Sega. I did not have a Sega. I did not have a GameCube. I did not have a Nintendo sixty four. Those are the three I can see. I did not. Okay. I had an original NES when I was a kid too. So uh, those are the three I think. Though I did not p- possess a PS three, PS four. So Corey's had everything. Most. <laughs> Close. Most. All right, Brandon. What have you Man, had? Interesting story. How my my video game history started. Um, my mom was a younger mom when I was little. She had a Super Nintendo for as long as I can remember, and she played the the Contra games, the Street Fighter oh, games. Contra's great. And I was early on banned from playing it because I erased all of her files all the time on those games. Somehow, just stumbling through the games, I erased them. I was probably five when I got my Nintendo 64, and that was like my system. I was so excited for it. I had uh, the first year. I think I had Mario Kart, Super Mario 64, uh, GoldenEye 007. And I played that for years. Um, I got the PS1 the following year, but I'll, I'll tell you what, the PS1 did not get as much playtime as the uh, Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64 stayed in my room while the PS1 was like in the living room. That was like the, the living room game station. But, uh... <laughs> That's Contra for you, man. It, I love Contra. Contra's a fun game. Um, if, that, if that had to be a top 10 of all time, I think that's in there. Had sure. Game Boy, had uh, PS2, had PS3, PS4. I mostly, now I stick true to Sony. Um, I had a GameCube for a little bit. And, uh, GameCube. And now I have, uh, my, my two systems I own now are a uh, PS4 and a, a Nintendo 3DS. Because I still like to play my classic. No Dreamcast? No Dreamcast. My buddy Zach, the one that we always mention, he was the Sega guy. He had the Dreamcast game. Sega. Okay, my list is going to be fun. My list is going to be fun. <laughs> Like I said, I, I didn't technically have an Atari, but I played it all the time, so I, I might as well have had an Atari. I had an Abacus. I had, it, I had NES. Abacus. Fucker. <laughs> 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 I, had a, I had an NES, which yeah. I loved. Then, from there, I moved on to Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis, in my mind, is the greatest system ever. I will, I will fight for that system. I still have it hooked up in the other, uh, my other living room here. Mm-hmm. I, it's hooked up. Still love my Sega Genesis. Did you play Golden Axe on that? Do you remember that game? It did. I did. Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't. I didn't own it. But that was I a hard it. game for me when I was younger. I think I had a cousin who had yes. the Sega Genesis. Yes. That was tough. Um. Anyway, moving from there, I then had PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. Oh no no no! I, I'm sorry. I missed. <laughs> I missed out a few. After Sega Genesis, I had Sega CD and Sega Saturn. No Nintendos. No, I just had NES. Okay. NES was the only one I had. Did you have Duck Hunt? I did have Duck Hunt. Okay. You might hear from Duck Hunt later on in the show. <laughs> um, um, I, did, I did have NES, and then, I, then Sega spoiler Genesis, alert. Sega CD, Sega Saturn, which I wasn't as big into those. It was just Sega trying to move to the disc format from the cartridge. I don't, I don't the like cartridge. how they changed Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I think he's a dick. He, he, he like went Dragon Ball Z bullshit. Super Saiyan now. He's a reboot bullshit. He's an yeah. asshole yeah. now. I, I love Knuckles early on. He was like one of my favorites. They rebooted the whole fucking thing and they all suck. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Robotnik slash Eggman. Don't even, <laughs> slash don't even talk about conspiracy. the reboot. So then after this, after I got out of Sega, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega, Sega Saturn, I went to PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and I end with the, with the Wii. That's the last system the I have. The Wii is fun. I, I just, the Wii, I, not the Wii U. I just have the regular yeah, Wii U. Yeah, Wii U. It's I mean, fun. The it's only fun. game I loved from that was... Galaxy. No, the Wii Sports that came with have the, the game. Have you played Galaxy? I have played Galaxy. It was oh great. Oh, my God. 
It's not on my list, but oh my god, is that fun? Yeah. That's okay, fun. Adam, what, what systems have you had? All right, uh, I started off with the NES. Yeah. That's how, that's where I started off with, and I must preface this by saying that my mother, like you, was an early generation mother and everything like that. She actually played a lot of games with me. Okay, and, the, and she actually played up until the PlayStation One. She was a big Resident Evil fan, so she's uh, what introduced a lot of things for me. Yeah. But I had the NES. Uh, my earliest uh, memory of actually being good at any video games was Super Nintendo. And like I said, I played Donkey Kong. I played uh, <laughs> I played uh, Super Mario. I played all the Mario games. I played uh, Mega Man X. I was playing oh, all those Mega games. Yes, I love Mega Man X so much. Um, then we moved to the Nintendo 64 and that's when I uh, started playing Super Mario... Super Mario 64, I played Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. Oh, Banjo is Yes, man. that was, they were great games, great games. I played The Legend of Zelda, like, those were all really good games. And then from there, I moved on to Sony, and I started playing the uh, PlayStation 1, and I played a lot of games on there. I played a lot of games on there, and I moved on to the PlayStation 2. And then from there, I kind of changed gears and went to uh, Microsoft, and I uh, got the Xbox and then got the 360, Right now, I'm playing the 360 and the PS3, but I play more PC right now. So, because I don't PC have an, I, don't, I don't have a current gen it, it, console. I, I dabble in PC gaming, and we'll go over that in my list later. But where were we anyway? We were on I'm sorry, I was just curious about what system. No, that's fair. We needed to do that. We did. We did. I think I think we all have fond memories of video games. Yes, we're on Adam's number eight. My or number nine. Number nine. Number nine. I'm gonna give it to Assassin's Creed Revelations. Okay. I'm gonna give it to that game. Okay. I I love the Assassin's Creed game. It fantastic game, but the best. It was between this or Black Flag, honestly. All right, Black Flag was the pirate Assassin's Creed one where you're basically like a pirate mm-hmm. and you ran a ship. And you, great game, but I gave it to Revelations because I love the character Ezio. He was such a great character, the best of any of the assassins in that uh, game. And you could do so much other things. You could recruit other assassins, send them on missions as you're doing your own things. It was just, it was such a great game in my opinion. I uh, I remember when Assassin's Creed first came out. I remember how like amazing it was there was nothing else like it at the time i yeah. remember just just the idea of you uh blending in with the crowd was yeah. like mind-blowing at the yeah, time it, it was I, okay. i've heard good things about revelations and i i've played a little bit in black flag but i i know that black flag was he was it was a great one but if you played assassin's creed 2 the direct sequel was brotherhood and then the sequel after that was revelations Ezio, without a doubt the best assassin the I, best I, assassin the best story i haven't even played the games and i would have to agree with you there um wasn't there an, an Indian assassin? That was assassin. That was three. That was three. So three. Okay. Okay. He was a Native yeah. American. He was a Native American, American assassin. He, he didn't uh, really do well to other okay. people. He was kind of. He was kind of like one of those. Like, so you're, when, you're when you think not, about most of the assassins, you think more like you know. Up so you're, you're kind of sarcastic. You're fully invested with the Assassin's Creed storyline and everything. Like relatively, I didn't. And the like, thing is, the, the way they told the story in those games is amazing. How it was the guy in the the memory chamber. Yeah. They stopped really that after Revelations, though. But they stopped yeah. that after Revelations. Then they there was still an outside storyline yeah. beyond that. But it see, if I ever played those games, that is what would keep me going was to find out more of that overarching yeah. story. Yeah, but yeah, great the overarching story I think was uh, I think was really good. But uh, Revelations, great game. If you haven't played it, play the. Just, if, even if you don't play any of the other, didn't ones, they have a great multiplayer? Uh, 
function. That I didn't really to. play the multiplayer that much. I, I know it had a good one. It I have a buddy who swears by it. It had a great multiplayer. I didn't really play the multiplayer that book, that good. But if you're interested, if even if you're not going to play any of the other ones, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood and Revelations, mm-hmm. great games to play. Fantastic. Amazing. All right. Number eight. Number eight. Brandon mentions the Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. series. One of my favorite series of all time. I've logged so many hours into the entire thing. From C, from Crash One, Two, Three, CTR, which is a f- phenomenal racing game, I think. Um, I think the Crash series in general started to take a take a dip in the PlayStation Two era. Yeah. However, I think my favorite Crash game to play was Crash Twin Sanity. Now I don't know if you guys. What have is ever that? Played. I've never even heard of it. Basically, the storyline is system? PlayStation Two. Okay. Okay. The storyline is. Um, Dr. Neocortex, when he was a kid... Easy douchebag, by the way. You know how the story of Crash Bandicoot was created, right? Mm -hmm. Cortex created Crash through... uh, He wanted to create a band of animals to take over the world, right? Well, one of his failed... or Actually, one of his more successful projects... We talk about Crash as a failed project. One of his more successful projects was Victor and Moritz. They're two parrots, okay? So he um, had the the brain uh, enhancement with them... And it got so out of hand that these two learn how to twist dimensions and, and travel and all that into different dimensions. Well, they ruled another dimension. So the storyline in this game is these two want to take over the current dimension that Crash and Cortex and all the characters live in. Well, these two have to team up now. So you play as Crash, you play as Cortex, and you go recruit the help of Cortex's niece. This is where she came into the series, Nina. Nina Cortex. You go to, I believe it was uh, Madame Amberley's Evil Academy it was called. And Madame Amberley is one of the bosses in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, the bosses in the game, there's some recurring ones. Um, the first one you fight actually is Cortex as Crash. Hmm. You fight, he's in a big robot suit called Mecha Bandicoot. So what, was this game a classic Crash Bandicoot game? Did it have the same... Considering, I think so. I think it's were, were part of that line. Were you running forward, jumping over stuff? There, it's more of the... It's more of the, the Mario 64? A to B. It's more of the A okay. to B. You know, there, it's free roam to an extent. Okay. It's free roam to an extent. There's still collectibles. You collect crystals. You actually collect gems yeah. in certain areas. Like well, you what go was to, Crash's main collectible? It was apples, wasn't it? Wampa Fruit. Wampa Fruit. I always thought they were apples. You still, you, collect, just... you still collect Wampa hey. Fruit. Um, you get the boxes and everything, but there's there's a little free roam aspect, but you still have the A to B yeah. objective. That's what I really liked about this game. Crash, you had all the classic moves, spin, body slam, dash, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Cortex, he implemented his laser gun. He implemented a jump. He didn't have a spin, but he had the gun, and you get ammo and all of that as you go on. Nina had a grappling hook that you would go and, and scale buildings or scale whatever. And the final boss actually is a three-part fight. You go as Nina first, and you use grappling hooks to take out these whatever they are uh, connected to the uh, parrots that fight in this robot, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Cortex's part, you use the laser gun to shoot parts of the uh, whatever's attacking you off the, off the robot. And then the last part is Crash, and you fight in the Mecha Bandicoot that you destroyed in the first place. So it's kind of cool to revisit that concept. And there's an Easter egg in that game, which one of my... Actually, it is my all-time favorite, Spyro. Spyro the Dragon pops up as an Easter egg in, later in the game. It's just an all-around fun game. And there's, you, you logged a lot of hours at the game. A lot of hours. It's comical to an extent. There's some there's some uh, scenes in it. There's some cut scenes in it. You know how in PS2... 
Um, a lot of PS2 games, you know, like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, yeah. they implemented a lot of cutscenes into those. Well, this yeah. one has cutscenes that are pretty comical. So, if you've never played Crash Twin Sanity... Played, I want to check it out. I'm a big fan of Crash Bandicoot. Honestly, God, I, it's a fun game. It, it's a little difficult at first because it's like, what am I doing here? There's a lot of stuff at first. Once you get the hang of it, it's honestly, God, it's a very fun game. And I, and if you never tried it out again, I highly recommend trying it. Awesome. I'm definitely going to check it out. All right, uh, number eight, Brandon. My number eight, um, I think anybody listening to this episode would be surprised if this wasn't on somebody's list. Um, I'm going with a Legend of Zelda game, and it's Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. That almost made my list, almost. too. Almost. And almost. came up for Nintendo 64, I think, 97, maybe, 98. Um, that early? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Um, what, it was I, one of the primitive... N64 games. I, I got this for my N64. I already loved the Legend of Zelda games. I had played uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on my Game Boy. I loved the whole idea of, you know, traveling the dungeons, grabbing the yeah. main big toy in there, and making it further in the game. There's nothing more no. satisfying than opening a chest and getting yeah. a new, new equipment. Oh, exactly. Nothing the game's so rewarding. It's a huge quest. I love everything about it. In Ocarina of Time, you had this ocarina, which is a type of musical flute, and when you played it, you could switch, uh, you could travel through time from when you were a boy to when you were an adult. Mm-hmm. And you could, if you traveled back to where you were a kid, you could change things in the landscape that would affect stuff in the future. Yeah. Amazing game. Now, what I love about this game was that I played this back in the 90s, and I was young. The internet was still very primitive. And you couldn't just look up how to do stuff. I had to figure this out on my own for the most part. I didn't have walkthroughs. I didn't have cheat codes. It was all me. And I, I loved it. I mean, I struggled all evening sometimes on, like, one dungeon. And I just... Yeah. I, I loved it. It it, <laughs> it was really challenging for one me. Of the, one really. of the biggest aspects of the my list was I decided not to put any games on here that I did not beat. And the reason why I didn't make my list is because I did not beat Ocarina of Time. Because I got to the Shadow Temple mm-hmm. and the Ghost... Uh, Scared you. Dungeon and stuff like that. And I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. the, the, the game is scary. Part. scary you can admit it. Oh, no, 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 the spider scared the shit out of me. I got to the bottom of the well, and I uh, was going through the ghost uh, dungeon and stuff like that. I just, I just couldn't figure out what to do, is what it was. I, could, I, I, I spent so much time trying to figure out, and I just couldn't figure out how to continue on. And I mean, when you talk about, uh, there's two funny stories. Um... When it comes to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, it took me years to... I made it to the final boss when I was younger, but it wasn't until I was 13 or 14 to where I could actually go back and beat the final boss of the game, which was Ganondorf. Yeah. It was too tough. It was like... Ganondorf. It was I also... Uh, Super Mario 64, it wasn't until I was probably 15 or 16, I went back and actually collected all 120 I've stars. I've never beaten Super Mario 64. If you get 120 stars, I you unlock a that. cannon, you can shoot on the roof, you I meet Yoshi. I, Yoshi. I never got yeah. all the stars. I've never I beat it. it. No, it, I've never actually it, completed it the game. I went back years later to do it, and it was a very rewarding feeling. It was like a great Ooh. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Ocarina right, of cool. time. Very cool. Number eight, Scott. All right, my this was this was mentioned in just just in conversation, not not on anybody else's list. But um, at my number eight, I have the Wii Sports, specifically Wii Bowling. Oh Wii my bowling. God, yes! Wii Bowling yes. can be so fun. <laughs> and it's oh. competitive. It very is. Co- with, it is. with a group yeah. of friends yeah. drinking. You can doing drink. It's Wii bowling fun. Is I love so it. fun. It's so fun. I'm better at Wii Bowling than I am regular bowling. So kind of a survey. What's your favorite Wii sport to right. play on the, on that? I I say honest. baseball. I mean, I'm a baseball, baseball guy. Baseball was great. Fun. Baseball was fun to me. 
Tennis. I love the tennis, tennis one. Tennis good, too. It Bowling. Bowling's me. I, I'm going to go with Brandon and say tennis. I, I have a specific tennis. memory. And like I said, a lot of my games are tied to specific memories. I have one where me and my friend Logan were playing Wii Tennis. And he went up to do an overhand serve. And when he did... He clipped the hanging down chandelier light oh. and just smashed it everywhere in the living room. Logan, fan of the show? Yeah, yeah, okay. he's fan of the show. All right, but. Logan, good job with the <laughs> chandelier. All right. But it, it was hilarious at the time. I mean, it was one of those moments where you're young, like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, we're in trouble. I just loved Wii Bowling. I could play that game for hours. And... That's where I'm going. It's not really much to say about it. It's pretty no, self-explanatory. It, 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 it's bowling, but virtually, and you're in your living room. It's a great time. Yeah, it's I good mean, fun. You put bets on each other. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna win? So, try to yes. throw the spin on the ball. Yeah. Yes. It was the best. I played with the friend who was like the great actual bowler, and he'd have still the glove on with the game. And then he like, and then he realized you could, you could play by just probably flicking yeah, your wrist. And he's sitting on the couch, and he he's over here with the same storm. thing. You know, I'm, I'm demonstrating right now what he would do when we were going to the real bowling alley. He'd try to put the spin on. Does the it's just down. Down straight. It's right going everywhere, and it's like, why didn't like, the receiver pick that up? That yeah, was realistic. So, so yeah, Wii, Wii Sports, which is a great game. I, I'm going with specifically Wii Bowling. As my I, I like it. Pick. I like it. Adam. All right. My, uh, my number eight, like I said, I'm sticking... Uh, more or less, I have a lot of more recent titles on my uh, list. I'm gonna go with Bioshock Three. Okay. Okay. That it's a great game. Uh, if you know anything about the Bioshock series, what it introduced, in my opinion, I I played Bioshock One and I got very far to it, but I yeah. didn't actually finish the game. But I know what happens at the end. Um, but Bioshock Three, in my opinion, introduced the multiverse uh, aspect of it, mm-hmm. where you you know travel to d- different dimensions and stuff like that. And it, it was just a great, great storyline, in my opinion. Like, just great first-person shooter. You know, you got special powers and everything like that. It, I think it had the, probably the best storyline of any of the Bioshocks, honestly. And so, I, I'll be honest, it. I played it with a friend. I only got to play one night of it. I loved what they did. But I feel like they lost, like, the, the kind of horror element that Bioshock yeah. 1 had. Bioshock yeah. 1... I, you were so isolated underwater. I mean, it was yeah. terrifying. Everything had already gone to shit. I, th- I love that. I feel like Bioshock 3 really expanded on yeah. the story that they were trying to tell. No. Yeah. It, it's a really complicated story. Don't don't get me wrong. I had to watch. I actually went and want, read up on a lot of stuff that they mm. uh, posted and everything like yeah. that just to fully understand the story. But it's a lot of time traveling and dimension jumping type storyline. Yeah. I heard it had a good soundtrack too. I think it had they, a great. It had a really they like soundtrack. redid some modern songs. It, it had a like good soundtrack back to make the, them fit in like the Revolutionary War time. Yeah, it, it had a great. It had a good soundtrack. Yeah, great graphics. Great graphics. Not not I mean, that I, overall, not, not that I, I I mount those highly above yeah. anything else, but just great graphics. No. Yeah, they have which, a very they have a unique graphic set that's. You know, unique to Bioshock, and they yeah. also um, the world looked amazing. I mean, it did, it did. You really believe this city was floating in the clouds? Exactly. I yeah. mean, it w- it was just a city in the sky, and it was just just an amazing. And the twist at the end, that, like if, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil it, but the twist at the end, like when I found that out, I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like like I said, I preface most of my picks on just a storyline, and that was a great. That, story that's a that was a great. I, I story know. Line. I I know the following that. Uh, Bioshock games have so yeah, it, great storyline. I definitely have to go back and finish that game soon. Number seven, Corey. Before I go to number seven, number my number eight was Twin Sanity. Actually, you know who did the soundtrack for that was Buckethead. 
Really? They did a pretty good job From on the it, Guns so. N' Roses remake. Yeah, <laughs> so, if there's a, so if there's another reason to check that game out. Honestly, oh, got Twin Sanity. It's off the wall, Crash Bandicoot action. You'll love it. Um, do you remember when the Guns, Guns N' Roses broke up and Axl Rose went off? And like Slash and everybody went their own way. Yeah. And, and Axl Rose started his own band but still called them Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Buckethead was the guitar player. That's amazing. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So my number seven. Now, one of the... Actually, it's probably the most popular gaming franchise, arguably, in you know Xbox One, now Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, um, the Call of Duty franchise. My game from this series, this has got me into shooters. I wasn't really big into yeah. shooters. You know, you got Goldeneye back in the 90s. You had uh, Metal Gear Solid was a shooter. I wasn't big into shooters before I started playing this particular game. Call of Duty 4 is what, Modern Warfare, is what broke okay. the first, Corey, first Corey, Modern Warfare Corey. Look at my number seven right here. Oh, look at that. Call, See, we're Call right of Duty on. 4. Brandon and I are right on this. So they're both their number sevens are Call of Duty 4. So oh. Brandon and I can kind of yeah. tag team on this. I think Call of Duty 4 had the story. Mm-hmm. It had the story. It broke me into the online action. That was the first game I ever tested online. The first and, game. Same here. Probably, I was, when I first played online, I was scared as shit. I had never played I know what the fuck to do. I, I, that was my first time playing competitive online multiplayer. It threw you into the fire is and, what it and did. why it's so high for me... Is the nostalgia factor uh, amongst all else? It was a great game by itself. The story was amazing, but the online. Me and my buddies, we met online probably every evening, dude. Mm. And we played <laughs> Search and Destroy on that game, Domination, Team Deathmatch. Don't match. even get me started. All of us on the mics talking immature shit to other little kids. My squad Listen. was me. It was Aaron, Aaron Dalt, was yeah. Evan Smith. Brandon Morris, if they're listening, and like, I hope they listen. I hope they're listening. Yeah, this, was, listen. this was this was this was a good time. This was a squad. And here's the thing: Did your friends not have like? I know my buddy Drew. He was the designated sniper. We had the, we, we had it. Okay, yeah. I was the gunner. I ran in. I planted the bomb. We played hardcore search. Hardcore search Same was here. it. That's what we played. I was the guy I ran in, planted the bomb, defused the bomb. <laughs> That's snake a scary in, position. Snake in, whatever. I don't care. I did it. <laughs> Evan was the expert. I mean, this dude could not be stopped with a sniper rifle in his hand. Yeah. And he's done it for every war-related game we've ever played. Battlefield, COD, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Always the sniper was Evan. Mm-hmm. Aaron was the other submachine gunner along with me. Brandon was the assault guy. And then DJ Pasigna, he was another assault guy. And our sixth, this is the funniest part, was Tyler Allen. He was our junior <laughs> year chemistry teacher. I he went was to our school junior with him. year. By the way, I went to school with him, so he's my age. He was our junior year chemistry teacher, and it used to be like go to class two forty, school lets out, be like, "Hey, Mr. I had the same you're thing. On, we, you getting on, bro?" And it's like, "Yeah, bro." We this got is on. so funny. It was great. I had a my uh, senior year uh, politics teacher, government teacher. He played Call of Duty with us. Oh my god! But you know, you gave your shout out to your friends. I got to do mine. We had uh, Logan. <laughs> Was our runner with the submachine gun? Ran on the match in search and destroy. We had Drew and Zach sniping. Um, we had me playing mid with like a silenced G3 most of the time. Something you know, mid range gun. Um, That's butchly. I know. <laughs> That's butchly. Listen, listen. What, what, what's funny that came from this game? And my girlfriend always rolls her eyes at it. One of my longtime friends, I met on Call of Duty. He. It was this one guy that was in that. a match. I buy he that. was talking shit. We're like, this guy is funny as hell. His his player tag was Bruni. 
He ended up becoming our friend on there. We all added him on there. He played with us every night as well. He I was from that. Indiana. He was our age. And I mean, I can, I've can i never met him in person, mm-hmm. but I consider him a lifetime friend. Only played with him on Call of Duty. So that's always great memories, too, thinking back Listen, to that. I you guys played, like text? Like, yeah, we have numbers. There was It was funny. I think uh, it's probably three or four years ago, but he was in Ohio, and it just so happened. He was in my area. He was in the Canton area. And I was out of state on vacation. Uh, we had missed each other by that much, but it was it was funny. But it's just I, funny. I had kind of a memories. couple guys. I had a couple guys yeah. like that. It's like I never met him in life. My cousin, my cousin and I used to go. I mean, for Black Ops like two and one, yeah. we would get on. And I met some of his friends. My buddy Adam went to YSU with him. Um, met some of his friends through playing the game. Mm-hmm. It's weird how it works. Really, it is, uh. but. I think that's the game. I put it so high on my list because it's a game that broke me into online gaming. It, yeah, it got same me for into, me. It got me into shooters. Like I said, I wasn't into GoldenEye as and much. Was, I wasn't into Metal Gear. I wasn't into the shooter game. And it was a social experience with your friends. It, it really was. Like it you was guys, the first one. I remember we would play it at night, and the next day at school, all we talked about was all the games that happened last night. This is terrible. This is really <laughs> bad for me to say. I would get on before school in the morning. Honestly, I swear to God, I would get on 7 o'clock in the morning. I get oh, on. Get, I, I can get a game in. I'm already. I'm already <laughs> for school. I get a game in at 7 a.m. playing search. It's, it was ridiculous, but it was a ton of fun. I don't regret a second of it, really. I, I, I do. Those are good yeah, memories. Yeah. And the thing yeah, is, me, me and my friends years later tried getting into the Call of Duties, but you know what? The magic was gone. It just wasn't there anymore. Now, I would argue the most hours I have logged into a Call of Duty game are in Black Ops 2 just because I found it the most fun to play. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the, the, the memories, list, yeah. For the sake of the list, I couldn't, le- I couldn't leave Call of Duty. This four out. yeah, I well, agree. That's so funny. It was a number seven. I, yeah, I, I hate, I hate to leave this circle jerk right <laughs> now of Call of Duty, but uh, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna completely let the wind out of the sails here with my number <laughs> that's seven. That's fair. You my number seven. Us. Not, a, I, I don't want to call it a smartphone game. But it, it's, of- it's on a cell phone. It's a cell phone game. <laughs> Is it the icebreaker? <laughs> I'm going with my number seven game is Snake. Oh, Snake. With, with, with the, the Nokia with phone. With the Nokia, Nokia brick phone. Oh, man. I would play that sucker for hours till my phone died and I couldn't make any calls or texts or anything. That's okay. Because I'm playing Snake all the damn time. On the Nokia, I had the yellow Nokia, the green, and the blue. I and they three. all had that. They had the icebreaker game too, though, didn't they, on there? Where you like you have the little paddle at the bottom and you knock the pong ball up and try to knock out all the squares at the top. You don't remember that yes, game? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. But that game I sucked at, so I didn't <laughs> play it too often. But Snake was a fun game. There was different yeah. different variations of it. There there there, be, there was a smartphone game version later, but I like the original, the Nokia mm-hmm. version. I mean, did you guys have that? Was yeah. that before your I'll time? I'll tell you what. I have one. Okay. It was uh, a little before I had a cell phone, mm-hmm. but my mom had it. I remember in the car, she'd be like, hey, can I see your cell phone? And I would play Snake. Snake. I would play Icebreaker. Those, those Nokia games were so they simple. They were fun. They were so fun. fun, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Everybody Just has a special Snake. place in your heart. It does. It does. I, yeah. put, it, I put it pretty high. Number seven. So, yeah. Snake. Yeah. Snake's going there. I'm Adam. happy with that. I like that. Is that okay? Is that okay? Okay. What, what number are we on? Number seven, right? Seven, number yes. seven. Okay. Number seven. I'm gonna give number seven to Final Fantasy seven. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to that one. Okay. Coincidence. Of, uh, of all the Final <laughs> Fantasy games, it has probably the best storyline. It does. Of, of, best gameplay too. Ex- best exactly. Gameplay. Okay. The graphics, fucking god awful. God awful graphics. But the storyline, the gameplay, probably the best of the series. Okay. Best of the series, okay? I, my, it went downhill after that one, honestly. I've had a hard time getting into any of the Final Fantasy series. Um, Me too. 
I think I played Final Fantasy three for the PS one, and it had like I think it had two or four discs to like yeah. beat the entire game. Um, the storyline's always been confusing as fuck for me. So the closest I've ever gotten into like a Final Fantasy game was actually Kingdom Hearts, which is that Disney yeah. like, Love RPG. Yeah, great, Love great, great it. Kingdom Hearts, Disney. Yeah, yeah. what a great, what a great freaking game. But, but that's the closest I've ever gotten to yeah. completing a Final Fantasy game is Kingdom Hearts. The so similar gameplay is. Final Fantasy, a great game. I played. I played Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, oh, and I gotta ten. Rethink my list. And our eight had a good gameplay. I, mm-hmm. I, I beat that as great. Nine had an interesting story. Yeah. But it does not beat seven. Is so. there a new one coming out? Uh, they're remaking. It. They're Remake. remaking Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. With today's it's, graphics, it's easily the, the same story, fan favorite. Same story, yeah. but today's graphics. I hope it's the mm-hmm. same gameplay too. I, I have a few they, buddies who grind out that game. I'm talking like they have. Hours beyond hours logged on the, the Final Listen, Fantasy if, games. If you know anything about anything about it, okay, it, beyond beyond belief, the fan favorite. Beyond belief, fan favorite. They are they did a uh, uh, kind of a spinoff sequel with uh, Vincent. Mm-hmm. All right, which was a really bad game, but they did also an animated movie, which was a good. It was a good movie. I have it. It's a great movie. But beyond of any Final Fantasy so far, greatest story in my mm-hmm. opinion. Greatest story. Do you okay. play any of the uh, classic Final Fantasies on the uh, the phones or anything like that? I, I a little bit, just just a mm. little bit. Okay, I I just I get it and I like it. I played uh, classic Final Fantasy. They had like a, a Game Boy Advance Final Fantasy with like one and two on there. I played a little bit. It was cool, but doesn't beat doesn't, doesn't beat, beat seven, yeah. because it did seven have the bird thing in it that you rode like the giant bird. Th- I mean, yeah. they all chocobos. Oh, they do. They all, they pretty much all of them have chocobos. Juggalos? Chocobos. <laughs> oh chocobos! No, Juggalos need to be saved for a different podcast. <laughs> save that for now. We I'm talking about top 10 Juggalos <laughs> in America. <laughs> Seven had the breeding chocobos where you could breed different kinds that could either go on mountains and rivers and oceans and stuff like that. And it, yeah. Did anyone play the Sega Genesis uh, Sonic game where you could breed the little, I think they were called Chobos? Sonic yeah, Chobos. Chobos. My, my buddy had like the gold it. Chobo, the silver Chobo, platinum. He had them all. Yeah. That's but fine. Final Fantasy Seven, that's my pick. Yeah, so. Cholo, <laughs> lean like a cholo. Yeah, lean like a cholo. Elbows up, side to side. <laughs> All right, we're on number six. Corey, Corey. Oh, number at, six. We're at six already. Um, this was brought up earlier. It's because of the soundtrack. It's because of the the many routes. Is my favorite thing about this game. It's Super Mario World. Um, my favorite thing about this game is the many routes you can take to beat this game. I mentioned earlier, I could beat it in fifteen minutes. Not even. If I wanted to. But if to. you do it that way, you miss out on so much of the content. That's the idea, though. I could play the long way. All you have to do is beat Castle 1, get the secret in the first level of World 2, and you could go from there and beat the game right there. Yeah. Or you could take the long way around, as I like to call it, go around and get World 2, beat Morton World in the Castle 2, go through the cave, go up the hill, Ludwig's Castle, go back down to the Force of Illusion, uh, into Chaco Island, and then you go under the head of Bowser. <laughs> I could go on. But there's so many. None of routes. us are qualified to call bullshit on any of this right now. I just like that there's a place <laughs> called Choco Island. Choco I, Island. I'm just picturing like a giant island of chocolate and how great that would be. But. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's many, not what I was picturing. That but. was that's probably my favorite thing about this game is the many routes you could take to beat it. So today, if I want to beat it in 15, just have the accomplishment of beating it, then I will. If I want to go ahead and start a game and complete it 100%, 100% there's a category called 96 Exit. If I want to beat it like that, then I'll, I'll just go ahead and do it. Super Mario World, though, I mean, that's the game they introduced Yoshi. But a fun fact, if you guys didn't know this, the game they wanted to bring Yoshi into, 
was Super Mario 3. Isn't he hidden in there somewhere? Aren't there hints no, to him? No, he's not. He's not. Well, there's hints to it. Yeah. But he's not in the game at all. And the reason why is because the NES didn't have the hardware to support Yoshi. They didn't it, was, have the it was a whole new mechanic yeah. like a different place. They didn't style, have yeah. the hardware to support the fact that Mario could have the ability to I mean, there's ride a dinosaur, his abilities. Yeah. It just wasn't compatible yeah. with the NES. I mean, there's no argument. I think everyone would agree with you. That Super Mario World is just instant classic. There's, there's, there's actually in the instruction booklet for Super Mario Three. There's hints that's like, yeah, you can ride a dinosaur. You can do this with him. You can do that with him. Super Mario World, because of the hardware that the or the uh, Super Nintendo brought about, that's the that's the game that they actually were able to do it in. So you see ideas from Super Mario Three in Super Mario World, and you might even see a couple from Super Mario World and Super Mario Three. I'm not sure on the facts on it, but. I think that's another cool thing about that game. In addition to, again, you mentioned the nostalgia factor, the gameplay. We've all seen it. We've all been on top of Bowser Castle. and Every, Everyone can hear one song from that game and be like, oh, Super Mario. The overworld theme. Everybody's oh, yeah. got the overworld theme right now that you're thinking about. So, I mean, it's just that kind of thing. I, you can't not have Super Mario World on this list uh, uh, somewhere. But, Brandon, you're six. I want to hear what your six is. My number six. Uh, you already kind of mentioned Pokemon Yellow. Mm-hmm. I did Pokemon Red for the, the original Game Boy. Uh-huh. Um, I think this came out in 95, 96. Yes, right around there. Um, I remember my mom asking me what I wanted for Christmas, and I told her, I was like, I want Pokemon Red. And for some reason, she found it funny to tease me for the two weeks before Christmas. She's like, Everywhere I went, they were out of Pokemon Red. All I could find was Pokemon Blue, and I bawled my eyes out. Now, if you guys know Pokemon, you'll know there's really no oh. difference between both those games. Ah, uh, there is a difference. There is. There, the Pokemon you can catch and stuff, but I love the fact that Charizard was on the cover of the game. I didn't want Blastoise. I needed that game. Even I, though Blastoise was the best starter in the three. Hey, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, I mean, I, that game, I... Like Adam said earlier, I took my Game Boy with me everywhere. I mean, any family event, you could find me in a corner underneath a lamp playing my Game Boy. I mean, it just consumed my life. And, you know, sad as that sounds, some my, no, it's my not greatest ridiculous. memories are playing those games. <laughs> no, it's not ridiculous to think that because I was the same way. I'm still and, the and same way. And I think way. a lot of people were. I love those games. And I remember the link cable. Do you remember those hooking the link cable yes, to your Game Boy to another? And you could battle or trade. I mean, I love that. I went to and camp. I went to school last week. I had my DS with me. I'm sitting in a corner playing my Nintendo DS. Like, who's this weird dude? You know, <laughs> I don't, no shame in my game. Okay, no I do what my, you gotta do. Yeah. No shame in my game. I do what I want. But I, I loved uh, Pokemon Red. I mean, everyone knows Pokemon is what it is. It's famous. I mean, what what? But it's where it started. We we didn't know at the time it was going to be as big as it is today. And I, I loved it. It started my whole Pokemon craze. I watched the TV show, collected the cards. I had a replica Pokedex that had all the original 150 Pokemon in there. Mm-hmm. Loved it all. Pokemon Red, number six. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to my number six. And you know what? I'm going to get a little normal with this game. It's been mentioned in conversation. Nobody's had it on their list yet. And, and it's strange that I'm putting it this high because it was the beginning of the end of video games for me. Because what video games are popular now that everybody loves, it's the first-person shooter. Yeah. I suck at them. I'm horrible at them. I I need to see the person and control them. I can't be the person and control it well. 
I'm horrible at first-person shooter. There's no, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. It's okay. This game is from a system I didn't even own. It was from Nintendo 64, but all my friends did. And I would go over and play with them. It was a great multiplayer. Nintendo 64, you could... You could affix the four controllers right into the system. Right. Some, Where, some whereas yeah. Sega Genesis, you had to have the adapter yeah. and hook the four up. Even PS2, you had to have yeah, the adapter. Yeah, yeah. So, so Nintendo 64, love that you could play the four split screen. And I'm going with James Bond Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yes. yes. I, I, I loved playing the multiplayer with three of my friends who all owned Nintendo 64. Were you? Who all had Goldeneye. And I was... I was were I, you old enough at the time to do the drinking games with Goldeneye at all? Did you do no, any of those? No, I was in like eighth grade. Okay, I was going to say. Seventh I, grade. Was like, I, was I mean, like, you were old enough, but you didn't drank at the time but not, uh, yeah. not the I, I did I, I was in third or fourth grade and I remember those times I remember the, the game type you remember man with the golden gun that game yeah, type one shot they were dead yes. yes whoever had the golden gun could like one shot you those are like so much fun back then I love that and, and I was horrible I played with like I said three of my good friends yeah. who all had the game who were all so good and I was just the guy walking around getting killed first. <laughs> Always finished dead left. But it didn't matter because and you know it was funny? so much fun. Do you fun. remember, like, so in fun. your mind, do you remember those graphics being amazing? And you look back recently, you're like, oh, shit, those are, like, god-awful graphics. I'd like to go back and play. I haven't played it in decades, to be honest with you. See, I don't know about graphics. Graphics are such a touchy no, subject. But that, the thing is with Goldeneye, it's different, though. Goldeneye, when, when, I think when games... You're not shooting a, you're not shooting a person. You're shooting a cube. I feel like when you play but Goldeneye. But we, we didn't know that at the time that we're like, yeah. oh, that's a person. We know that's a person over there. But now you look back and you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Those are just polygons over there. Fact, yeah. Like, and that's what it is. It's, it's, Gold, it's, golden Age Mind of Thinking. When you look yeah. back, it's like yeah. much better in your memory than what it actually was. So, yeah. So, James Bond Goldeneye is my number six. Adam. My number six. I am going to go with Resident Evil 4. Okay. Beyond anything, I think it's probably one of the best... Resident Evil games. It is the last good Resident Evil game, in my opinion. It, it is the last good one. It is the absolute last good one. I, one, two, and three, great games. I, my favorite's two. My favorite is probably three. Honestly, right. I played that more than anything else. But the thing is, between when you look at four and compared to the first three, they're two different types of games. The fourth oh, one yeah, yeah, is like absolutely. an action horror survival. It's, action, it's over the shoulder shooting, yeah. something like that. The it's set one through three, and the second was my e- favorite. They're like survival horror. I mean, the controls are absolutely, clunky. Yes. It's hard. Not even just in the way of gameplay, yeah. but just in the way of just the storyline. Because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big storyline kind of guy, mm-hmm. and it moved from zombies to parasitic organisms yeah. that affect other people and everything like that. That was a big jump. I remember that. I remember the the idea of the currency in the game. I love that game a lot. I Yes, I, yes. It, I yeah. I, I did I did probably more in that um, game. The only the only other person like I say I did more in the game was probably 3. Yeah. And I Nemesis. 3 3 was like I unlocked, you know, all the infinite weapons oh. like rocket launcher, gatling gun, all that other stuff That's and funny. everything like that. Um, but uh Resident Evil 4 just uh, like just in terms of, you know, just storyline and it, it just did it for me. It did it for me. And I, and I love 1, 2, and 3, don't get me wrong. Mm. I, I'm playing right now uh, the remake they did for uh, oh, yeah. the, game, the GameCube one. Remember they remade the yeah. first one for GameCube? They remastered it for the cur- uh, 360 and PS3. I'm playing that. that one right now. So, um, I've got Which a is a lot darker and scarier, mind you. It is. I've got a good memory for uh, Resident Evil 2. Do you guys remember going out to Blockbuster and renting a game when yes. we were younger? Most of the games I ever played yeah. were renting games. I uh, I remember, I, I just had, you know, I could pick anything 
Uh, my mom obviously didn't care about the rating system on games. Yeah. I was probably eight or nine. I rented Resident Evil 2. Um, scared the shit out of me within the first 15, 20 minutes. I left my room screaming and crying. Wouldn't refuse to go back in my room. Because the game scared me that much. I remember, Zombies were going to get you. Really? Yes. And it was... I remember the beginning of the game, I'm in a parking deck, and I jumped on top of a car, and the zombies were surrounding the car, and I was just done. I just was you like, no be, more. You know Reset! Yes. <laughs> no, instead of doing that, I got so scared, I ran out of the room straight to my mom. I was like, no, I can't play this. You know who beat the game... You know who beat the first uh, Resident Evil before I did? Hmm. My mother. She beat the first one before I did, okay? She yeah. was a connoisseur of the Resident Evil series. It's funny seeing all the memories attached to all Does the games on Does your mom listen to the podcast? No, she doesn't. <laughs> what the heck not, Forrest? I tell her good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I know... Um, Probably the last, like I said, last great Resident Evil series yeah, before I, I, I know a few friends that swear by Resident Evil 4 of all the Resident Evils. It is a great game. Great yeah. game. Yeah. Great game. Uh, the, uh, the boss monster in the lake... Oh, that was that was a scary one. That was a scary fucking monster right there. All right, so we're on our top final five, right? We're halfway final through. Final five, right there. All right, we're hey. halfway there. Corey, what's your number five? Number five. It was brought up already once again. Donkey Kong Country, and this could easily go top two. Or That's three what I'm saying. It's tough. This could easily now. The thing about DKC that I love is this is the first side-scrolling game that featured. A three-dimensional right figure in Donkey Kong yeah. and Diddy Kong in a two-dimensional set. So you're going with the first Donkey Kong Country? It's, yes, the first one. Okay. I think this is the pioneer for the new... Again, I like I like these kind of games. I like Super Mario World was yeah. a pioneer. COD 4 was a pioneer for me. Donkey Kong Country, to me, is a pioneer for those kind of games where they introduced the new graphics and they tested new things yeah. because they had a, a newer console that could and like, support it, it. And I feel like at the time it was pushing the boundaries because the, the Super Nintendo was not a 3D graphic system, but, but they the, did it. But Donkey Kong Country made it seem like a 3D yeah. polygon on yeah. a 2D surface. I mean, do you remember the intro where it says, like, Nintendo and Rare at the beginning? Yes, yeah, so like it all 3D. comes in, and it all yeah. comes in, and Donkey oh. Kong's dancing. The, what about the Rare emblem just spinning a 3D yeah. at the time? That it's, was it was, it's, it was really yeah. innovative for the time, but I, this is the thing. I've never, truthfully, honest to God, never beaten the game. I've never, I know the boss fight. I know the boss fights. I know all of that, them. You know, it's funny. You know Jackie. Yeah. She she beat the boss for Donkey Kong Country 1. King K. Rule. She beat it. I know it. I could, pl- I could play it in my mind, yeah. but I've never sat down physically to do it myself. She spent an entire evening, and I'm t- there were there were tears, there was frustration, but she beat it, and it was it was funny. That's great, but... Is it just elation when you beat the boss? It is. You're like, finally. Like, you knew you could do it all along. But you just had to do the right combination. Like I said, this game could go it's tough. easily at number one, number two, number three for me. I think DKC, you know, it was a fun to play. To pick up, this is the first game for Super Nintendo I picked up and played. So, with all that said, I mean, I have to put it in here somewhere. Top five, it belongs there. Like I said, it could go anywhere even higher if I wanted to. But this is definitely, it has to be in there for me. Not bad, a good choice. Hey, Brandon, what's your top five here? Uh, starting off with my top five, I have Super Metroid. Are any of you guys familiar yes. with the Metroid series yes, whatsoever? Yes, I love the Metroid I'm not. I'm okay. Not. Metroid came out for the NES, the first one. And you were a, a bounty hunter in space, and it had the really corny NES graphics. You really couldn't tell much that was going on. It was just your classic side-scroller. Super Metroid came out for the Super Nintendo, and what you had was just an 
over the top 80s badass uh, bounty hunter who was hunting down space pirates on an abandoned planet. Um, it was just 80s nostalgia at the same time. But the thing is, what made the game so amazing was the map overlay. The map wasn't... You know how uh, most of the platformers you played back in the day were point A to point B? This map had... You could go any direction you wanted, and you could only make it so far because there was something blocking your way. And maybe later in the game, you would unlock a certain ability, and it would allow you to uh, traverse a certain area that you couldn't get past earlier. Um, I love the game for that matter. Um, a lot of people today refer to games that do that kind of game style play. Called, they call them Metroidvania because they reference uh, Metroid games or Castlevania games. But I love Super Metroid. It's just uh, it's just an amazing throwback to the 80s, right, and I, I love that game. Good pick, good pick. Okay, moving on to my number five, and, and I just struggle with this one. It was mentioned in conversations. It's also for the NES. I'm going with Super Mario Brothers. But I know it wasn't going to be number two. It was either going to be number one or number three. And I had a real conflict of interest, and I'm going to go with number one. The first Super Mario Brothers purist. game. I, I love it. Purist. purist. Very <laughs> purist. You, you, Very purist. You can call it that, or you can call it me being old. But I know it wasn't going to be number what? two, because you couldn't even jump on the on the, the things. You had to pick them up, remember? Yeah, I remember Super that. Mario 2. Super Mario 2 is horrible. You had to pick them Bad up. Fun game. fact, though, Super Mario 2 was not the real Super Mario 2. Uh, you know this or not? Super Mario 2, as we know it, is based off of a game in Japan known as Doki Doki Panic. The Super Mario 2 that was supposed to be is known as Super Mario The Lost Levels in America that came out on the Super Nintendo as a part of a cartridge that was Super Mario All-Stars. So it came with remakes of Super Mario 1, our Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3, and Super Mario World was on this cartridge, and there was a, another set called Super Mario The Lost Levels. The Lost Levels was supposed to be Super Mario 2, but in Japan, the, the developers said it was too difficult for people in America to play it and to beat yeah. it. Nintendo of America rejected it as well. So they adopted the game Doki Doki Panic, which is the guy flying on the magic carpet. That's where you see in World 2, picking up the people, throwing yeah, it, whatever. Yeah. That's what you see in Doki Doki Panic. So Super Mario 2 is an adaptation of that. So it's technically well, not I, the no, real no, Super no, Mario 2. Nobody talks about Super Mario 2. It's either 1 or 3 all the Super time. Super Mario 2, I owned it, and it was... Oh, it, no. it was more of the same than 1. It's different. It's different. You have to accept it as a Mario game. It's different. I think. Yeah. Alright, so that was that was my number five. All right, Adam, uh, what do you got for number five? My number five, and I thought that I would uh, stick with uh, probably the game that probably got me into video games the most. We already talked about this game, so I gave my the starter for my top five to Donkey Kong Country. Right, that right, made too. my that yeah. made my top five. You guys both had that at number five. Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. that was my five. That was your five too? Yep. Talk about a great game. Talk about it. Just I did not expect it to be on this many people's list. I did not know it was that much of a again. It, it I was a game. This. It was a game that started me out to be a gamer. Okay, I played the game more than probably anything every day. I would come home from school and be like, "Donkey Kong Country. Let me just play this game." Yeah. Again, I mentioned I've never beaten it. I've never. I never had the desire to sit down and beat it. I couldn't do really? it as a kid. I had the inability to do it as a kid. 
Like, I could not do it for the life of me. It was tough. Once you got to, like, the snow levels, where uh-huh. you were, like, sliding everywhere. Nope, but I'm it, older now. I know I, the boss yeah. fight. I've seen videos of the boss fight. I've seen it happen. I know all the boss fights. I know how to beat the game. I just have not found the time, the when ambition I, to do it, and sit down and beat the game. When I was a kid, I beat that. I beat th- uh, two. And even when I was uh, younger, I 100% did Donkey Kong uh, Country 3. Great. I love 100%. Three. Got all the banana birds, got all the vehicles, everything, 100% of it. So that's probably uh, one of my more favorite series. So that made my top five. Cool. All right. Number four. Final four. Here final we go. Four, Corey. The final four. This was the very first game I ever played, period. It was at my my aunt had an NES because my cousin Scotty she's about your age. Yeah. Um, my cousin had an NES and she would play it and I came over when when my dad and I went and I would play this game. It was Adventure Island Two. This is my original pick. I don't up. even know it. You don't even know it. I don't know it either. It's, it's this, the basis is this guy. Uh, I forget his. I forget exactly his name. It, it's almost like a like a caveman kind of setting. And his girlfriend gets kidnapped, and you have to go save her. And um, your your equipment, I guess you could say, you throw axes at your enemies. It's an NES game, so it's you know primitive. It, you throw axes, and you ride dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could call it the Yoshi thing. But these dinosaurs, they had a, they had power ups that came with them. So you rode a red dinosaur; he breathed fire. You rode a blue dinosaur; he like had a sonic boom effect when he stomped the ground. You could ride a pterodactyl; he flew. You could ride a rhinoceros, and the third one, uh, and he had like a cartwheel thing he did. And you can and I call it a Lapras, you Pokemon fans. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a sea dra- a sea dragon that you could ride underwater, and there were underwater levels, and. It was just the most fun game. There's there's all kinds of ways around it. Um, the, the the home world, the overworld, has different routes you could take depending on the secret. Uh, if you can find the secret in certain levels, it's just all around. If you've never tested it out on the NES, again, definitely check it out. Um, it's not a common game. That's why I say this. But that's the very first game I ever picked up. I beat it. It's a ton of fun. Uh, it, it's just different. I think you know we talk about Super Mario Brothers. This could be a, a a, a predecessor towards that game because really? there's some concepts in this game that you Mario know, World might have yeah, used and that shit. Super Mario that Super Mario may use. So Mario throws fireballs. Yeah. This guy throws axes. He rides a dinosaur. This guy rides a dinosaur. Mario has Yoshi. Yeah. Kind of things like that. There's secret worlds. There's secrets. It, it's a fun game. The, two is my favorite. I, one I'm not huge on because it's kind of raw. I think in comparison to two, three, and four. There were four of them for the NES, and Jeez. then they went to the uh, So your Super cousin Nintendo. was a huge fan. She had all of them. Well, she she only had two. This was the only one that they had. Okay. But she had Super Mario Brothers. She had Duck Hunt. She had uh, Contra, actually. But this was the game that I absolutely loved playing. Couldn't That's my four. Cool. Can't, you can't beat this. The nice. game I originally picked up. I have to check that one out. Yeah. Hey, Final Four. Brandon, what you got? My number four is a game that came out in 2008. It is Fallout 3. Oh yeah. Fallout I'm gonna 3. stop you for a second because that made my number four as well. Really? There we oh, go. well, what? Hey, go ahead, skip, skip me. Hey, let's, let's just go. Let's just jerk each other off <laughs> right Dude, now. Let's do it. I am right now playing Fallout Three because Fallout Four or uh, was inter- or announced. Yeah, announced. Sure. Yes. Yeah, it was announced, and it, I got Fallout Three and New Vegas on Steam sale with all the DLC. I'm playing it right now. I so. played it back in 2008 when it came out. So did I. So did I. I did not expect that. I knew it was like I knew it was supposed to be a really popular game. I think that's why my mom got it for me. I played it 
blew my mind away how amazing it was. Open world, post-apocalyptic, everything's kind of set in the 50s. It was, it's, it's set did in the world. Ever, did you ever read the wiki on any of the stuff? No. I recently went back and read a lot of the wiki mm-hmm. and the history and everything like that. Basically, basically, it's a, it's a split timeline like we talked about in the last episode. It's like a world that's yeah. permanently trapped in the setting of the 1950s and the nukes went off. Basically, what it is is... During uh, the Cold War, they actually... I, I, there's, there's a wiki part where it shows you the timeline where we are and where they are and where it splits off. It splits off after the uh, World War II. That's where it splits off. And it's basically a 1950s version of future. So there's 1950s settings and, you know, uh, outfits and stuff like yeah. that. But there's also future robots and power armor and laser weapons I, and stuff I, I like that. I love the idea of how they do the quests. It's up to yes. you. You have a karma system. If you do good things to people, you'll have good karma and you'll exactly. get different stuff. That. If you do bad things, you'll have bad karma. Exactly. And you'll get perks from it's that, which like might help it's you. All, it's almost like you choose your it, own adventure It is. Game. It's up to you to be the kind of person you want to be in a post-apocalyptic world, and it blew my mind. You get It, it takes place in Washington, D.C. You can go see the Washington Monument. You can go yeah. see the Museum of History. All this stuff. They I call mean, it, they call it the, the the wasteland. That's what they call it. And it yeah. is a wasteland. It's basically there are there are mutants. I mean, it it, super it, mutants, it sounds ghouls. corny, but the game. If it's anyone's heard game. of it it's or played game. it, you know how it's great not it is. Corny. It's a fantastic game. I love it. Yes. What system? Uh, uh, three sixty. PS three. So around there, last Both. generation. PC. Yeah. Last year. All that stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I guess we'll just go to me then. Yeah. My number four. Okay. Now, my number four is going to be something. It's for PlayStation 1. And I thought this pick would blow your guys' minds. I thought this was beyond you guys. Bet you won't. But we were having a conversation. Brandon and I were the other day, and he brought this up in conversation. Uh, and I thought to myself, son of a bitch. He's, he he knows that game, and it's going to be on my list. My number four is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, my God. Really? Really? Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Great soundtrack. Yes. How, how oh, amazing soundtrack. 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 Do you is remember? Man. You could pause the game, go into the settings, and pick which songs would play and which songs yes, wouldn't. Yes, yes, you could. You could do that. You <laughs> could play. I mean, there's been several versions of the game. Yeah. I like the first. I like the original. Oh, I love. I love one. That I love one, one. was number one. Number one. I. I would grind on everything and get all the points. <laughs> I mean, I would just grind. That's all. I was. I was the grind. Ricky grind on I, me. You guys brought up your friends, my Mike Deloney, who listens to the podcast, Dustin Gola, our other friend. They were. They were. We'd play this game for hours, and I, they just made fun of me because all I would do is grind on things. Where they'd be trying to do the big tricks off the half pipes and stuff. I remember Great it was, levels, it was, you fun press, levels. You'd press X and then triangle to grind. Yes. I still yes, remember yes, that. Yes, you would. Andrew Reynolds was always my guy. Andrew he's, Reynolds. He was always my go-to. I never went with Tony Hawk. I was always, uh, yeah. was there a guy that started with a B? Like Bob. Bob Burnquist. That's who I picked every time was Bob <laughs> Burnquist. Rob Burnquist. Bob yeah. Burnquist, I remember yeah. like level two was the school. <laughs> And yes, I remember yes, like getting cool. on the rooftop screen. I love that game. You to unlock Roswell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roswell did make my list, but a similar game to that was Dave Mears Pro BMX. And well, my, I didn't. I didn't even fuck with that. My favorite memory from that game Sorry. was playing the backyard level, and the song for that level was Sublime's "What I Got," and that was my, that's that's my cool. Yeah. And you see, in a lot of our games on our list, soundtracks help make the game. Oh, yeah, definitely, absolutely did. Definitely. Tony Hawk's is amazing. Hey, we're going to go to top three. Corey, three. back to you. For Wait, your... you want to bring up soundtracks. Well, in my opinion, the greatest soundtracks in any game were from the Spyro the Dragon series. My number three is Spyro 1, and this could be my number one. This is that. It's that high up. I've played this game. I've beat it numerous times just because it's the best. 
the composer for this soundtrack was Stuart Copeland, who was also known as the drummer for the uh, for the Beatles, for the Police. He's the okay. drummer for the Police, Stuart Copeland. One of his tracks from Spiral One made it onto his anthology album. Uh, it was titled "Rain" on the anthology album, but it was the music for the boss fight Jacques. You're, you fight a boss; his name is Jacques, and it's basically a Jack in the Box. Is all he is, but. Um, Spyro 1, I, I don't even know where to begin on this, honestly. The sentimental value in that game for me is just through the roof. Um, the, the boss fights, from the boss fights to the whole world, the music, um, just going through and finding out the different levels, uh, the history behind the game. Um, it, it's the first game on the PlayStation to utilize depth of field. And what that basically means is... PS2? This is PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1, okay. And basically what the depth of field in a video game means, it's basic, but you wouldn't think about it. As you move closer to an object, it gets bigger. Mm -hmm. And it gets more detailed, and it gets more defined. Well, in Spyro, you know, these guys, and I've watched videos, I've I've, I've read interviews, I've seen it all on it. Um, The creators of the game at uh, Universal and at uh, Insomniac Games... Their challenge was to make a game that revolutionized the PlayStation One and, and reached the limit, uh, reach the limit of what the console could do. So they knew the console had this capability, but no one's brought it out yet. This is the first game to bring it to the playing field. Of I'm gonna, I'm approaching this object. I'm going closer to it. It's getting larger. It's getting more defined in graphic, and I'm pulling towards it rather than just having a hundred yards and that's all I can see. So this game really brought that concept, I think, into gaming in a historical sense. But for me, I could I could raffle off every level. I could tell you every route for every level. I could tell you what bosses, where to look for treasure, the, the finding the hidden treasure, uh, releasing the hidden dragons, uh, just beating Nasty Nork, the final boss of the now, game. Now, I'll tell you something about Spyro that I remember. When I first got my PS1, it came with a sampler disc. The mm-hmm. hell of the demos and games mm-hmm. on it. Spyro was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spyro. Um, recently, I found out in that if you would have had that sampler disc, if you would jump in a certain area in that demo, you could have unlocked the full game. Because they have like a setup gate. Yeah. If you would have kept jumping, you could have played the full game. The full game was on the demo disc. That's interesting. It's, I never it's really knew that. funny. So, I mean, if you would have known about it back pre internet days. You could have played the entire game for free, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about this. Like I said, it could be number one. It could be higher than number one. That's how much I love this game. Um, I mean, Spyro is a classic. You went Spyro, I went Crash. Those like my. Oh, they're interchangeable. I mean, Spyro Crash. Even later on, uh, the developers for uh, Insomniac and with uh, Traveler's Tales that became later in. Those guys worked together to make the series. No, Traveler's Tales? I didn't know that. Traveler's Tales did a couple games of, I think, Crash later on. So it was PlayStation 2 era. Um, But I I believe Spyro, to me, that's the peak of nostalgia. Spyro 1, this was really hard to put at 3 because, like I said, it could have been at 1 easily for me. Um, I can't say enough about this game. I absolutely Mm. love it. Uh, again, the soundtrack. I have the soundtrack downloaded in my phone. I have it. You know, I'm that right way here. with Ocarina of Time. I have the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. These video game soundtracks just the Spyro. The Spyro original video game soundtracks are just fantastic. The Spyro soundtrack. I have the. I have. It's mm. just. I can't. I can't go any further. It's just too. It's too great. Brandon, number three. We're on my number three. Um, I think many people have heard of this game, but I think many less have played it. Uh, Half Life. For PC. Okay. I played Half-Life 2. I missed the first one, though. Now, Half-Life. 
at the time I played this, it didn't occur to me how revolutionary the game was. This was the first game to utilize sound as the main element of driving the narrative. I mean, you were you were scientists in a research facility where a um, a uh, experiment went wrong. And the sound in this game is frightening. You had, like, your stereo speakers. You could hear which way the sound was coming. It was crazy. And around this time, Half-Life 1 is synonymous with video game mods. If you guys are familiar yeah. with what those are, they change yeah. the foundations of what the game are. There was a Half-Life 1 mod that I played called Brain Bread, which was pretty much a zombie survival game. And this was, like, the year 2000. This is early when this, like, mod came out. And... It, w- it was amazing. It was way ahead of its time. I mean, I was, like, playing online with other people. I didn't even realize, like, how intense uh, online gaming would be in the future. I just thought this was, like, a little interesting thing that people were doing at the time. Um, if you haven't played Half-Life, you need to. I, I know GoldenEye kind of revolutionized first-person shooters. And if it did revolutionize first-person shooters, Half-Life perfected it. It was the first one to do that, and I love Half-Life for that. Um they remade it for the PS2 years later, and they added a co-op mode. Um, I recommend checking out Half-Life if you haven't. Uh, people are still waiting for Half-Life 3 to come out. It's never going to come out. Who knows? They're, wait, they're waiting for Left 4 Dead 3. They're waiting for Half-Life 3. Yeah. And Valve is focused more on their Steam stuff right now. I know. So. But Half-Life 2 was amazing. It'll be but like, I'll tell you what. Then this, I, I don't know. Even just the way the graphics look in Half-Life yeah. 1, I like better than Half-Life 2. I don't know what it is. I've got a really soft spot for that game. And... I, I think if anyone just Googles Half-Life 1, you'll see some of the amazing achievements that it, it, it accomplished for its time. Alright, so moving on to my number three. I think, I'm pretty sure this was brought up in conversation. I think it was called a dick. But it's for <laughs> Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Sonic the Hedgehog 1. He's a dick. Sonic's he's not a, a dick. No no, 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 he's not. He's a great but I'm character. You, modern day, he's like what Super Saiyan. He like turned gold and no, stuff here, now. Scott, he's, here's what they did. Here's what they did. Okay, you probably don't know about this. They rebooted the franchise. They rebooted the franchise to be like they redid the character, the character models. They did, redid everything, and that's why they say he's a dick now. Okay, it. Does he come Class? off as a douchebag or what? He always kind of has. I, here's, I'll no, show, he didn't. I will he, show he, you. He's a- always sabotaging Doctor Robotnik's experiments. Doctor Robotnik was the dick. <laughs> he was on my top villains list. He raped the environment. He captured the woodland creatures for what? For the sake of industry. For the sake of capitalism. That is not good. He was just a freedom fighter. That's all he was. And the game was fun to play. Except I could never beat it. Did you guys beat it? Sonic no, the Hedgehog? I only no. made it like half I, never I would make to. it to the labyrinth level where it was like underwater. Yes, yes. Oh Lava God. too. I and never, shit. Yeah. never. Oh, I got past the lava level. That was... that. Oh. I never yeah, had the desire is. to. That was the marble zone. That's a reboot of the characters. He's wearing a scarf? Apparently, yeah. Sonic Boom, he's wearing a scarf. Apparently. He's got a neckerchief. Oh, Sonic Boom was the dumbest thing I've ever that's played in my life. Knuckles, yeah. he's a that's, that's why my view of Sonic is skewed. Sonic 1. I'm talking no, no, pre-Tails. Pre- I love Tails. I'll be honest, I have a soft spot Sonic for 2. Sonic 2 is fun. 2 and 3. Sonic 2 is fun. I love Sonic, but Tails, Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic 1 is on my three list of 3. Gotta make it in it's, every Sonic I can, I can get really far in that game, but I cannot I agree. beat the now, damn game. I can't... My memory's foggy on this. Which game, which Sonic game had the casino area? The casino was two. Was it two? Sonic two. Yeah. That's where I always failed. It started getting impossible towards I the later so. casino levels. I 
think so. Yeah, because I think I had tails there. It was hard as hell because you had to know which lane to jump in. See, you would have yeah. to go underwater at times. I, I had both of them, so it's kind of blurry to me which one I was playing. But uh, you know what's crazy? Do you remember the portable Sega? Yeah, gear, so, whatever it is, the so, Game Gear. Uh, you tried to do a handheld. Yeah. yeah, kind of. But that thing was literally like a portable TV. That thing had yeah, that was legit back then. So Sonic the Hedgehog. I used to know three. people that would bring their Xboxes with them and have that portable TV, TV screen. That one. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I knew people that did that stuff. And they there would was play a kid on my bus who had the PS2 one that did that. Adam, what you got for number three? My number three, I'm gonna give it to The Last of Us. Okay, almost made my top ten. I'll tell you this right now. Best story in any game. Best it cinematic game. Best, most emotional beginning of any game, any story that I have ever heard. Spoilers. No, no. His daughter dies. No, no, no. no spoilers. You, sh- you are spoiled. It doesn't but, matter. But, but, How long has the game been out? Daughter dies first five minutes. I have never cried in a game video out? game before. I cried first five minutes of this video game. Ball it, it is out. just it, you basically start the story as his dad who works hard modern and day, is raising right now modern day dad day. that is working on raising his daughter. His daughter loves him and stuff like that. Gives him a Christmas, or birthday present and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, zombie apocalypse. Zombie like apocalypse. Yeah. It's like you ever see those parasites that take over insects and they create spores and stuff like that it's like that but for humans and it breaks out and everything like that it's like a you know just po- just zombie apocalypse type thing that's going on they're trying to escape and what ends up happening is the government's trying to contain the problem and they're at, at this uh guy's town trying to contain the problem and as he's trying to escape with his daughter basically he comes across this military guy that's pointing a gun at him and be like, listen, you got to stay here. You, you can't do this stuff and everything like that. They make a wrong move and he shoots. He takes out the dude, but it, you find out that it's a daughter that gets shot. And it's the most emotional, the most emotional fucking beginning of any video game you've ever I, seen. It, I if it was care. the beginning, how attached to her did you get? But here's the thing. you Okay, I'll try to set this up. Before the game came out, you knew your partner was a girl. Yeah. But they didn't give much information, so everybody just assumed this was, like, his daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. The daughter the daughter who you thought was going to be the main character dies within the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're expecting what happens next. Well, all of a sudden the black screen comes up and it says 15 years later. Yeah, yeah. It, it skips that on. much further ahead. And, and he's you're like, working with this other woman. Yeah, I mean, like he's, that, like, got gray hair now. Because you saw him at the beginning of Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. This is... Fifteen years later, Listen, it's it, a really interesting storyline. You, you're not, you're not um, that emotionally. What's invested. it called? Last La- of Us. Now I'll tell you what. When I played this, I had three friends in the room who watched this game like a movie as I played it. I mean, it, it is that cinematic. Listen, when quality. you when you beat the game, you unlock all the cinematics. You can almost you can almost watch all the cinematics as if it is as if it's a movie. You know, you you have to have at least one person mm. playing the game no. to give some context. I mean. But you can watch the cinematics as if it's a movie. I, I think the only reason The Last of Us didn't make my list is because I, I don't think I have the nostalgia value for it yet because it just happened, I think, last year or the year before. It doesn't matter. I was emotionally involved in this I was. I was. I'll tell you what, no other video games made me cry. To the, to the end of the game. To the end of the game. When the beginning of the game happened, I, I didn't realize it was gonna happen. that was going to happen to the girl. And I was like, what the fuck? She, she got sh- Oh, my God. And then... He, how the the character actor that yeah. that played the dad, you're the main character, his emotion just it, it gave it to me. It gave it to me. Oh, yeah. It was like a movie. It was like a movie. That's I mean, my number it, three. It's, it's won many three. video game of the year awards. Everything. I mean, it has. It has. What systems is for? Uh, it's for PS3, um, uh, 360, and isn't it for Steam too? 
It's not for 360. No. It's only it's only a Sony. No, game. that's right. It, it's that's only right. Sony. It's only a PS3. I remember um, I, had, I had to get a PS3 fun to fact, play this game. The company that makes the game, Naughty Dog, same company that made Crash Bandicoot. Uh, so they jumped they Crash jumped Bandicoot. shit from Crash Bandicoot to something super serious like that. That made they Crash uh, Bandicoot. They, yeah. had, they had in between too. Uh, um, stupid. Why? What do you mean? It's no, stupid? they ruined the shit. Of, I mean, Crash Bandicoot, as we know it, is ruined. And it no is. More. It is. I think uh, they teased saving it soon. No, they, it's not gonna happen. There's no way. They teased. What was the other uh, game they made too? Uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted. Uncharted. Uncharted was they which is pretty that. much Indiana Jones. Yeah, it, it, but, but it's, still, it's also I'd a great probably game. You would love it. You would love it. It I is. I love think, Indiana think, Jones. Think Tomb Raider, but with a guy and with more attitude. No, think Tomb no, Raider really. meets Indiana Jones and. The character is just as fallible as Indiana Jones was. He he acts like he's super cocky and confident. Always fucks up somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but can't wait for the next one. No, Last of Us was amazing. It was amazing. All hey, right, we're on to final two. Final these are big. Two. These are big time. Number two. I earlier I mentioned the Pokemon series. Um, this is definitely the game that I have logged most hours in. It's the game that I consider the best in the series, as far as all the Pokemon games considered. Uh, it's Pokemon Gold, and the reason why it's way up here again. Um, Two Pokemon games on the list. Wow. But again, I, I, the series to me, you know, it defined. I, I spent a lot of time on it. I collected all the stuff. I have the T-shirts. I have whatever you want to, whatever you want to include on the the, the trading cards. The thing with gold is there's these things in, a, in the Pokemon community called Gen 1ers, if you've heard of it, if you've not heard of it. Basically, there's there's people that believe that the only true Pokemon generation is Generation 1, so including red, blue, and yellow. That's me. I, I, I can say to an extent that I would include Generation 2 in that because... In generation only two, only barely. In genera- if you want, now I'm not a Gen One or I, I only means. I only dabbled in silver a little bit. There were a few Pokemon I loved, but for the most part, I was now I'm not a Gen One or by any means. But did you know that there were Pokemon in in Generation Two, including Gold, Silver, and Crystal, that were supposed to be in Generation One, but they just simply ran they ran out of time due to development restrictions. They couldn't put them in the game. They literally could not put these guys in the game. So you watch the anime series. You know how Ho-Oh is in, is in episode one. Ho-oh. He was supposed to be. <laughs> he was supposed to be in generation one, but they didn't have the time to make the the combative bird. So Lugia, they didn't have time to make Lugia. That's why he's in generation two. The the Pokemon Gold Silver Crystal series. Gold's my favorite because of the exclusives. You can get Growlithe on Route 14, right by National Park. That's why I like it And you it know there. It's funny that a little shit like that sticks out to all of us. Yes. I mean, I know you can catch uh, Pikachu in Viridian Forest. In red and, and blue, red but and not blue. in yellow. But I know. Not in yellow. I know. I'm just saying, though. You you remember exactly the yep. details of games. I mean, it, it's amazing. The thing with gold is, though, I, I've experimented, and this is... I've developed the way to beat the game fast enough, so I could do many times. You, many you love the speedruns. But I like the, like the speedrunning concept. But like these games, so gold, I'll catch one and then I'll I'll level grind the hell out of it, and it'll be just a mega beast, and I'll just beat the game like that. I, I've learned to do that. I've learned where everything is, where I need to go, where I don't have to go. And I think the important thing about the the Generation Two series that that is my favorite and really sticks out to me is that you can go ahead and do things that are necessary to beat the game, but there's ways around them still. 
So, things you have to do, you can still get around it. So, um, for example, you have to get, at one point, you have to get through the ice path. There's a way around the ice path. At one point, you have to surf through Olivine. You can get out of Olivine. You have to go through the Whirl Islands at some point. You don't have to do that in this do you, game. Do you think that they put those um, glitches in those games on purpose? Yeah. For you to like exploit those certain areas? Uh, like they, I think, like they said, they could have debugged uh, Missing No from Yellow, Blue, and Red, but they didn't. They simply didn't. So I think, uh, again, Pokemon Gold, I've logged many hours. I, I've caught, yeah, yeah. if I can say collectively, I might have caught them all on that game. Collectively, based off of many restarts and many trials, yeah. and many you know, just seeing, experimenting on what I could catch here, what I could train here to beat the Elite Four. I've I've caught Pokemon on the first route and taken them all the way through. Uh, there's a there's a. Uh, Have you seen the guy? It's kind of off topic. There's a guy who played the original Pokemon. He caught the first whatever the first Pokemon was that he caught. He beat the entire game only playing with that Pokemon. He caught a there's Rattata. a game. There's oh, there's shit. a he caught a Rattata only no, played with that true. for the rest of the game. No, this is true. Only that in his party. No other Pokemon. Just this Rattata. This is to make a powerful Rattata. Now, now he never I mean, let it evolve. He only leveled that up. I mean, he got up to like level one hundred. Now here's how you do. It. Now here's how you do things like that <laughs> on this game. You buy the items. You buy the items from the Pokemon. That are necessary to do that. So you buy guard specs, you buy X attacks, you buy X speeds. So you're you're a Pokemon geek. You, you love I it. am, but I, I'm not ashamed of it by any means. Um, you buy, you know, you, you train it with the right moves. So that Rattata might have known Super Fang. What Super Fang does, it takes literally half the damage, and it takes it down a half. Um, uh, it's just you know, I like I like it for the fact that it, it gave me the ability to experiment, and it gave me the ability to learn more about something. I think Pokemon is the ultimate strategy game in that it's it's very low risk, but it's high reward. So, like, you guys talk about the, the uh, third-person games you guys have played, maybe Uncharted, yeah. whether it be Half-Life, whether it be Bioshock. There's some risk in those games that you want to take a different route to something. You have to stick to some sort of script, but you, if you want to go off the track, there's risk involved. And Pokemon, if you go off track, your biggest risk is potentially running into a trainer you never fought. So it's a low risk, high reward. It's a lot of fun. It's training for all ages. I think as an adult, it is like we started at age five or six. I think as an adult, you know, I'm 22 years old. You and I are same age relatively. You could pick up this game as a 22 year old, never played it before, and you could find different routes that maybe someone that's played it for as long as I have never have seen. I think that's what makes it so interesting. No, Pokemon, I think is uh, the formula for Pokemon is just timeless and ageless. Uh, My neighbor. He is 41. He has recently just been introduced to uh, some of the newer Pokemon games, and he loves them. He's, it works. He's playing them on his uh, his works. kids' uh, old Game Boy, and the formula just works. You it goes from same formula it, it goes game. from levels to typing to strategy to yeah. where to go to what to go to to where to go to what item you know. The typing alone plans their strategy. So if I'm an ice type, obviously I'm not going to fight a fire type with my ice type because I'm going to get the crap beaten out of me. But if I'm fighting a dragon type, then that ice type is going to be perfect for it. It's just that kind of thing that, you know, ice is my favorite type. By the way, if I had to pick one type in the Pokemon series, if I had to be a gym leader... Brandon, if you had to be a gym leader, what type would you be? Psychic. Why? Why? Um... Psychic or Ghost? I some of my, my two favorite Pokemon. Psychic or Ghost? So it would be Psyduck. 
No. No. Ghost would be Ghastly? No. Ghost would be Ghastly, but evolved in the Gengar. And uh, Alakazam. Two of my all-time favorite Pokemon. And I, I think the Psychic type, as long as you have high enough speed, can be some of the most powerful Pokemon in the game. If I had to pick one type, it would be Ice. And it's because A, defeats Dragons. B... There's so many type advantages. And, and dragon, to ice. dragon runs the game nowadays. There's so many type see, advantages is, to do ice. You, do you play Pokemon competitively, or you just play it for fun? I can play it competitively, That's but I do play it for what, fun. Once a uh, Pokemon gets competitive, it turns into this not is a fun. real thing, by the way. It's it's super like what I oh, talked yeah. about no, earlier. Yeah. There, there's tournaments worth millions of dollars. Yeah. And I'm telling you, once it gets to that level where people care about winning that much, Pokemon does not. It's like Super fun. Smash Brothers, which. Has it come up on anyone's list? But Super Smash Brothers, there's tournaments. It's it's serious. Yeah. It's serious competition. But like I said, Pokemon well, Gold. My I, number two has big tournaments. I so. think it's right there. <laughs> I honestly think Pokemon Gold is one of the greatest games ever because of the different. It's I think it's a learning experience <laughs> as well as just the game. Corey could do an entire <laughs> yeah. podcast on Pokemon. I, I pretty know. much could if you wanted me to. So let's let's move on from that. Um, Brandon, what you got for number two? My number two is Star Wars Battlefront. Came out for the PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, what I loved about it, you weren't playing as any of the main characters in Star Wars. You were a soldier for either the Empire, the Rebels, the clones, or the droids. So you got to choose? You got to choose which team you wanted. Okay. And within that team, you got to choose which class you wanted. You had five classes. So if you... For example, if you pick the... Uh, if you pick the Rebels... You can either be a regular rebel soldier, you can be a rebel sniper, rebel rocket launcher, I think a Wookiee. And I just love the games because they let you play out the classic Star Wars battles, all the Star Wars iconic battle scenes, and you just felt like um, an integral part of it. I love those games. I'm looking forward to the next Battlefront. It's already got, pre-ordered for me. I'm ready for it. This I, I don't. I don't even. Have a, I don't even have a next-gen system, so yeah. I will have. Well, to there's a reason to get one, and a new Fallout. Coming there's a reason to get one, but there's not money to get one, so I, I I have to wait for a little while. But hopefully, I will get the next-gen um, system. Also, and then I'll be able to get it on the Battlefront games. You could get inside any of those classic iconic ships, fly around, shoot some shit down, land your ship, get out, go shoot some people. And you well, did here, this all as like your rebel soldier. Here's the Battlefront game that really disappointed me a little bit. When you're playing like an uh, an AT or an AT-AT, mm-hmm. for example, it apparently what they said was an AT-AT uh, is on like a shooting trail. Where like you don't control the AT-AT, you just control where it shoots. Hmm. For example, I guess we'll just have to find out though. Yeah, that that's what I heard. What the developer said, like you, you don't actually control or uh, control where the AT-AT walks. The big four-legged camel. Yeah. Which, like, you control where it shoots, you control where you drop bombs, but it's on a, a specific trail where it walks. The ATSTs, on the other hand, apparently you do, you control where they walk, but the bi- the bigger, huge ones, you know, uh, they're apparently on a specific uh, rail. Yeah. But it, it looks have, like have a fantastic Have you played the old Battlefront games? I, I did not. I did not play the old Battlefront I, games. I love them. I mean, you name one iconic Star Wars battle, it's in this game. You pick which side you want. You can win or lose, and it's up to you. I love it. I love Hoth. I love when you're the Rebels. You're waiting down in the trench. You see the AT-ATs coming at you through your binoculars. What do you do? I mean, I love those games. Right. Uh, And, you know, memory-wise, me and my buddy, we logged probably hundreds of hours on these. I mean, every evening we would just... I would go over to his house. We would just play on the PS2. 
So number two for me, I I struggle with this one. Um, I knew what game franchise, grand game series, I wanted to put at number two, but picking one was hard for me. And for number two, one of the highest grossing games of all time, I'm going with Madden. Okay. But do you have a particular year? I do. I I narrowed it down to two, and they're very different. Because I have my uh, my number one is automatically popped in my head. Go ahead though. Okay, so. My two Maddens that I had narrowed it down to, the first one was Madden 07 for PlayStation 2. It was the one with Sean Alexander on the cover. Right. I liked it a lot because that was the year that it was the Steelers, Seahawks, and the Super Bowl. So those were the top two highest ranked teams on the game. Uh And I I wasn't very good at it, but that was the first year that they incorporated the, the button you would hit that you became the lead blocker. Okay. And... I was good at that for whatever reason. I don't know if it was because I played football, I knew football, but it was it would be Willie Parker, I was the Steelers of course, in the backfield, Dan Kreider, the lead fullback in an I formation. Hike the ball, I was switched to be Kreider. And you'd automatically find that Mike linebacker and you would just isolate him and block him. And Willie Parker had like a ninety eight speed on that game, he'd be gone. <laughs> every time, every time, I could not lose anymore on that game. When I figured out that flaw, I I, I loved it. 07 was very good. Every man has a glitch. Yes. Every man has one set of plays or one play that just it, it, it actually it ruins the game. Really, <laughs> there was a play I remember. But the thing is, before you're playing online competitive, that was like what made you feel amazing was figuring out the exploit for the game, mm-hmm. running favorite, those plays. My favorite Madden is 04 for various reasons. Okay. My favorite to play, play is a stretch between 2011 and 2012. When I was a freshman at YSU in 2011, we had Madden We had Madden 12. Who's on the cup? I need to know Madden about the Madden 12 covers. was Peyton Hills from the Browns. Madden 11 was Drew Brees. Okay. Okay. From Madden 12, I remember this very distinctly. I found a flaw in the game where if you send a slot receiver or a tight end on a slant route into the middle of the field, open every time, easy eight yards, period. Move the sticks. Move the sticks. That's it. And I would just run the shit out of that play, and you could not stop it to save your life. Because if you covered it, man, I would would send my slot or my other tight end into the middle of the field to occupy the area that's already taken. Right. So it's every play, it worked, period. I used to run games in my dorm room because of this flaw. I ran a 22-game win streak in YSU's dorm hall against these players that talk mad shit. They did it all. And I'm over here just, okay, pass complete, pass complete, pass complete. And then on defense, I'd run straight man, and I found a flaw in that too, where if you back the corners up, if you back corners up, the receivers go to them, and you push your safeties in, and everybody just automatically gets double teamed. That's where I found the flaw in those games. But man, 04 is my favorite because Mike Vick. Who's on the cover of that one? Mike Vick. Mike Vick, okay. Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> is a now, Pittsburgh Steeler. Do you guys consider esports, which is the act of playing video games competitively? Do you guys consider that a sport? What is no. a sport? That's what I'm saying. What defines that is a the sport? ultimate question that will never I, I be think, answered? I think 
anything competitively that requires a skill to do. That's called a job. <laughs> Time out. Hold on. But anything but competitively requires a job. Is it Mike Vick's well, what duty I mean a is job? Like a, what I mean is to like play a, football. Yes, it's well, his job. He plays football. What, I, what else does job. he do? Yeah, it's a job. Yeah, that's a co- job. When it comes to sport, I consider it a physical ability. Is what it is. So, like, but for example, video games is a physical ability that not really, requires not really, not really mental. No, that's a job. Really. Mental and physical. Re- you play video really, games like you it's move, your job. You move it, your it, th- you move your thumbs left and right. The thing, okay? you, you're, I'm you're sorry. making it sound lamer than what it actually is. No, so, I love some, no, of, some the, of these I love upper level games. games like Call of Duty and Madden require. Very time sensitive reflex I, skills. I love or video breaking games. the game and like I, I did. The, <laughs> same, the same time reflexive skills that are used in any other sport. I used to rock the shit out of Modern Warfare when I played it online and shit like that. I wouldn't consider that a sport though. Okay, I just I, I would I, cons- I would consider that an ability and an activity, but not a sport. So I really like those seven, but <laughs> I, I think. I think I'm gonna go with 97 for Sega Genesis. Oh, interesting. As my pick, and that was before they had athletes on the cover. It was always John Madden yeah. doing something stupid. So John Madden <laughs> drawing like, circles and he's, he's doing something like this, like on the cover, like John Madden. But, yes, John Madden is. But again, I, and, and call me a homer if you will, because I know I am. But that was the year that the Steelers and Cowboys played in the Super Bowl. Cowboys ended up winning the Troy Super Bowl Aikman. that year. Yeah, Troy Aikman. Love so Troy those Aikman. were the top two teams on that game. And the Steelers, they had like, Bam Morris was their running back at the time. There was a flaw in that game. You'd go out a shotgun and line the, the running back right to your right and just do an HB toss right. And there was no stopping him. He was a fat shit, too, in real life. There was no he way. He was a fat shit. There was no way uh, he was going to do it. But he, he, I'd, go, I'd rumble for 25 yards each run and couldn't be beat again. It was between 07 and 97, and I went with 97 as my pick for my number two, John Madden football. Did you guys ever play uh, the NFL Blitz games? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, arcade style and for PS1. Yep. Love those games. <clears throat> Adam, what's your number two? All right, my number two, I am going to give it to the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. I am absolutely going to give it to that. The same make, the same people that brought you Fallout. Yeah, no, I, you I the played Elder both. Scrolls, okay? I love both. I loved Skyrim for the fact that you basically, whatever character you decided to play as, is the character you could level up as. So, like, if you decided you wanted to do magic, you could do magic. If you decided you want to play more as a one-handed, two-handed... You know, shield, magic, whatever, whatever. And you know what? I'm not huge into the fantasy games, so that's why I picked Fallout over right, Skyrim. Right. I'm not huge in the dragons. I'm not huge. In I, all I'm, I'm, I'm a fan magic. of you know the knights. I'm a fan of knights and kings and dragons and fantasy and all this stuff. I, and I, I, war. I, I, I like that kind of stuff. And I, you want to talk about mods? That game has been modded the fuck out. Right. I, Have I, you, uh, I played it for 360. That, that's what I played. Okay. It, so, have you seen the PC mod where they changed all the dragons out for Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Okay, no. so instead instead of dragons landing in front of you, it's Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and he's like he has all of his lines. Um, another famous mod, they modded out all the dragons, and instead you have Thomas the Tank Engine. It literally a giant tank engine lands in front of you. It's like. That is hilarious. I I did not see any of those mods in it. No, like but that. I'm just I, saying the game the game is just like Half Life. Yeah. It's infamous for mods. I it, mean, the game the game is one of those kind of games which I love, where you take your character and you basically do whatever the fuck you want with the character. Exactly. You go you go in whatever direction I you want. I went to one it's town. It's open world. It's whatever. Yeah. 
I went to one town. I think I accidentally killed a chicken. And now whenever I go back to that town, everyone in the village wants to kill me. Right, yeah. It's one of those yeah. kind of games. And, and, and I love that aspect of the game, okay? It's it's a fantastic aspect of the game. It's like you... I love those kind of games where you basically do whatever you want in the game. Yeah. And it do, it really doesn't matter for the most part, okay? So I, that, I gave it to Skyrim. So that's my number two pick. Okay, we're, so all right, uh, we're finally to it. This is it. This is it. Our, our favorite game. Number one. Our number one. Game. Corey. Corey, what is your this, number one? This came when I when Brandon texted me and said, "Hey, we're doing the podcast this week. Uh, get your top ten list down." I automatically knew this was it. This is number one. This is there's no. I, dispute. I think I can name it for him. Go ahead and guess. Super Smash Bros. No, it's not. No, not even close. Actually. My favorite game of all time is Spyro Year of the Dragon. There it goes. So, it, it, let me explain. Again, the soundtrack I mentioned for one, and that's why I said it could be interchangeable to number one. Number three, Spyro Year of the Dragon. The soundtrack, again, Stuart Copeland. It's a fantastic piece of work from him. Now, what Spyro 3 did, which differentiated from the other two games, it incorporated times and it incorporated settings. So, um, in Spyro 1, you had the, the magic theme and you had... The, the Peacekeeper's War was a war theme. Well, Spyro 3 incorporated morning, afternoon, midnight, etc., evening. So, First World uh, is, uh, is the morning world. Uh, what was it called? Sunrise Spring. Thank you. Um, Sunrise Spring, Midday Gardens, Evening Lake, Midnight Mountain. Four home worlds, that's it. Um, what happened in the game that I loved about it so much was the different styles of the levels they made so even in the midnight mountain world you had uh you had the dark level you had the nighttime level crystal islands and you go to an ancient egyptian pyramid you go to uh lost tomb you go to all these different just different worlds but the best part of all of the whole game they incorporated new characters they incorporated sparks as a playable character sparks the dragonfly that flies flies around you is your health bar um and there's actually glitches, just like in any other PlayStation 1 game. There's pretty much in all PlayStation 1 games, I think. There's some kind of glitch that gets you somewhere. There's glitches in the Spyro games. You can get unlimited swim ability. Uh, you can, you can put cheat codes in the game. Those are always fun. But, like, as far as the gameplay is concerned, I had the most fun playing it. I had the most fun exploring it. I always go back to it. Uh, I, I just can't say enough about the game. Again, the soundtrack's amazing. It's just number one. It, it it came to me as soon as you said it. Like I said, that's it right there. Well, that's a good choice then. If it if it's the first one, when we get to my number one, it was the same way for me. Hands down, Instantly, without question, yes. I didn't, and I and I had no dispute. One and two, Spyro three, Pokemon Gold. Those were my undisputed one and two, without a doubt. Fair enough, Brandon. What is your favorite video my game number of one. all time? Okay. If anyone knows me, they would probably guess this is my number one game. The game has a cult following, and I'm not even going to do it justice when I describe it. It's impossible to describe its greatness unless you just see it. Uh, is Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Um, everyone's probably heard of the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, Hideo Kojima, the director of the game. Everyone knows the song. The game just pushes the bar every time a new one comes out. Um, Hideo Kojima always pushes controversial topics in all of his games, whether it's Child Soldiers, whether it's um, 
Blood Diamonds, whether it's uh, War Profiteering. He always pushes the bar for what's going on in the world. In his games, he kind of mirrors events that are going on. And the stories are just amazing. The characters are amazingly fleshed out. Um, the gameplay is somewhat of a uh, stealth game. But um, that's my favorite. I mean, I'm I, like I said, I'm not going to do it justice. If you haven't played a Metal Gear Solid game, you need to just invest some time and play one. Not bad. Metal Gear Solid, I, that is, that's a great series. I've always wanted to get into that series, but... The only one that actually played was the first one. I, I never, like four. I never beat it, but four is my favorite. I, I like feel four. Like the reason I, it's not my favorite is because the character in this is not going to make any sense to anyone. But in Metal Gear Solid Four, you play as Solid Snake. Yeah. In Metal Gear Solid Three, it rewinds the clock to 1960, and you play as a character known as Naked Snake, who it's, Solid Snake would be cloned from. It is a clusterfuck of a it's story. It's definitely a series where you have to play from like. But the if you if you end. invest the time, I promise it's worth the payoff. It, it hmm. blew my mind. It, it really pushed the bar. Like you said, Last of Us was a cinematic masterpiece. Yes. Metal Gear Solid is a story masterpiece definitely, for me. Definitely, definitely, I, I definitely know that for a fact. Scott, what is your number one? With like just like Corey said, without doubt. Not even, not even argument here. This game has just a place in my heart, and it is for the Sega Genesis NHL '94, and it is it, so many hours have I played this game, and good like Mike Deloney and I, we would just play this game in college, all, all through elementary school, all through high school, in into college, we would just have our Genesis there, and we would play. He always beat me. He was always the frickin' Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> and, you know, it was always a good game. It was always back and forth, but he would always beat me by a goal or two. But um, I like the way this game is portrayed in uh, Kevin Smith's movie, The Mall, Mall Rats. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's this is the game that Brody's playing when he's laying in bed. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. This, this, this is the same game. Yeah. And it, I love this game. So when I see him play it in the movie, it makes me smile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just and the, the NHL games are still going on, still going strong. Oh yeah, definitely, and definitely. and there's so many good ones. I just went with '94 because it was it was the first one that I got for my Sega Genesis. Oh man, I, I could beat anybody at this table like 20 to nothing right now. <laughs> I'm fired it up right now. I'm re I'm really good at this game. But it's I dare you to take on Bradshaw Stall. I dare you to take him. Does he play uh -oh. NHL '94? Uh -oh. He plays That's NHL. Challenge. He plays any yeah. NHL game. He plays NHL. But he's a lot younger. I think he's a lot younger. But I don't. He, here's the thing. You know him. You've met. You you know him. Okay. I played he actual hockey with. He Brad. loves yes. hockey in general. Not yes. to mention, I have played NHL with him before. He's pretty good. He's okay. Pretty I, good. Listen, I will take him on NHL '94. It's got to be '94 though. <laughs> I'll even I'll even settle for ninety six. I'll play ninety six with him, but ninety four is my favorite game, hands down. Look, looking at the glazed faces of everybody, I believe that's the, I believe that's before your time. What year no, were you guys born? I, were you guys alive in ninety four? Yeah, I, I was alive. I was two. Okay, I was two, okay, cool, cool. Yes, but Listen, you're not that much older than me. Okay? I, I was thing is, I will say this about I was hockey 10, games. So you can absolutely hate hockey. But you cannot argue agreed. those hockey games are not fun as mm -hmm. hell. Oh, agreed. They're so addictive. They're so much fun. I'm, I'm so surprised nobody had a FIFA game because I really like those too. But the thing, I'm not a big soccer, soccer game, fan, but it, they're, fun. I, they're fun. Oh, they're fun. They're fun to play. Now here, my, soccer, my sports games are 
if I'd pick top, it's like Super Mario Strikers, which was like a soccer game back in the day. What? Uh, yeah. Never heard and of it that. Was like, it was like three-on-three three soccer. It was, it was amazing, but same formula as right. FIFA. Cool. All right, so that's my number one, NHL 94. Adam, what's your top pick? All right, my number one, I'm going to give it to this series because I think it is probably one of the greatest sci-fi games that has told probably the greatest story of anything, I'm going to give it to the Mass Effect 3. Okay? Mass Effect... Did not first of all, I would, I, would love to give, I would love to give it to the Mass Effect series in general, but I'm going to give it to Mass Effect 3 because of the culmination of everything, everything you've ever done. It's one of those kind of stories where you continue your character throughout all the games. So whatever character you start in Mass Effect 1, you can continue that character as it goes on. So your choices and anything you make continues on. And it is without a doubt my pick for probably one of the best story series in any of the game. It's a third-person shooter that is both, uh, like I said, a shooter but an RPG as well. So you level up your character, you know, you pick certain abilities for your character, you can pick class, you character creation, all that kind of stuff. So, it like, if it was a movie, I would see it without a doubt. Like, I think, aren't they on talks of making a movie for that? I don't know about that. I know they're gonna. I know they're talking about making a four, but I don't know. And isn't that one of those games though, where you can pick? Uh, are there multiple endings of the game? You kind of get to choose what happens. There are to, multi- to an extent. Well, the last game there are multiple endings of the game, mm. but they basically in the same. That's a big controversy where, whenever uh, the the game ended, people were disappointed in the fact that it didn't really give the feel that any of your choices mattered at the end. Because it basically ended the same way. The ending wasn't the best, but the story itself, great story. Fantastic I've heard. story. I, like I said, I didn't own an Xbox, so really can't speak on that. You, but I, you, I know I know the kind of following Mass Effect has. You don't, you don't, have, you don't have to play the first one. You don't even really have to play the second one. Because, because if you get the first, if you get the third one, you can buy a DLC where you can basically go through a uh, comic strip where you it tells you the story and you can make the most important choices throughout the game so that you can just start at the very end which i think is really good because it's interesting because if if you made it through the entire game and you want to make different choices you don't have to go through all three games in order to do different choices to see the, the variation at the end you can just get that and make the different choices and just start the last game i i i i feel like it is probably one of the best sci-fi stories ever told yeah it's on par with star wars honestly really the story the story that's awesome and like you probably have a lot of hours long you probably beat it every way you could have beat it so many hours long yeah okay i i have even (laughs) i restarted playing again just so i can see the just so i can see the story okay like if you just go online and watch any cinematic from that from those games the beginning the end anything like that You'll be hooked. I guarantee it. Okay, so that's my pick for number one. Looks I like, like it. That's it, man. Yeah, what? what do it. we have any like? Do we have any honorable mentions? I, I do. Not. I got a couple. I got a couple. I few. Okay, we'll let's, start. let's just you mention them. I have a couple of my favorite. Just I, mention. Well, I mentioned Spyro One, Spyro Three. I got to throw Spyro Two in there. Ripto's Rage, another fun game. It, it differentiated itself from Spyro One. So you had one, two. Two was a totally different game, totally new landscape, and it worked. That's why I like that. Um, NBA Jam 
for the Super Hell Nintendo. Yeah. I play that at arcades still. Is another game. one. Fun is game. another one. Um, you mentioned Madden. I said Madden 04 would have been an, an honorable mention of mine. Um, another Super Nintendo game that I picked up and I played and I loved it was it's really uncommon. It's called The Lost Vikings. If anybody's mm. ever heard of it, it's, heard of it. It's another different one. Um, those are just a few of them. I, I have many. The Adventure Island series, again, I mentioned two. I like the whole series uh, for the most part. I think it's a lot of fun. It, no one's really played it. That's another thing. No one's really played it. It's definitely something to check out. Um, awesome. So those, are, those would be my... If I had to pick one current game right now, like what am I playing right now, it's Splatoon for the Wii U. It's a lot of fun. It's If, if I could put it in layman's terms, it's third-person paintball. It's a shooter game. It's a lot of fun. So if I had to pick one game right now that I'm playing, it's definitely Splatoon. Awesome. Um, something my list was lacking, and it definitely took an integral part of me growing up, was some of the party games I played growing up with friends, whether it was at birthday parties, whether it was sleepovers, whatever. Um, my honorable mentions were Mario Kart 64. I'm surprised it didn't make it amazing. Yeah. I, I considered Go- it. GoldenEye 64. On my list, so... And Super Smash Bros. Melee for the Nintendo GameCube, where you played as all the Nintendo characters in a fighting game. It was four-player fighting. Those are my honorable mentions. They were great games. Uh, perfect memories for parties, like I said. I just had I have nothing bad to say about them, really. I love them. Okay, my, my honorable mentions. I had three of them. Um, two of them for Sega Genesis, one's for NES. My NES one... What was mentioned earlier in conversation was Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. You had you had the du- you had the gun that attached. Yeah, just just fun. I'm and the not- thing is, that still blows my mind how it works. Like I still don't understand how that works. Somehow it works. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it knows whether you miss the duck or not. Yeah. And, and that that fucking dog. It's the same way the Wii when works. you would miss that it's- duck. Yeah, that fucking dog. I shoot same, that damn dog. It's the exact same way the Wii works. Okay, with the sensor bar. But the thing is, there was no sensor bar. To your gun, it was. No, it was just your gun and your TV. Well, your there was no sensor bar. Well, but your mind has been blown. <laughs> That's so what I'm saying. There's no receiver for the gun. Your gun just... I had a lot of fun know, with so. Duck Hunt. I had a lot of fun with that game. I played it. I dabbled when I was younger. Okay, my my next one is, is a motorcycle game. Road Rash 2 for Sega oh, Genesis. Oh, my nice. God. Did you guys play that game? That's nice. I've you heard had the wild it. thing cone, AC up, down, now, start. Now, listen. I played it at arcades where you got to sit on the bike. Oh, yeah? Do you remember those? I remember arcade bike games, but I don't. I never played Road Rash on yes, that. Yes, my arcade had Road Rash as the arcade for I had Road Rash 1, 2, and 3 for Genesis, but 2 is my favorite. Yeah, my, my arcade that we had in my town, I think it was only around for a few years, we had a arcade version of Road Rash where you had the actual mm-hmm. bike that you were on. You had the little I mean, the there turn. are people, they'd have chains, they'd have clubs, they'd yeah. come up next to you, and if you hit C the same time they did, you could take it from them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a fun game. But if you wreck your bike just, too much, you, that, you that wreck your bike. That game screams 80s awesomeness to me. Yeah, and if you got stopped by the cops, yeah. you went to jail. Lot, real fun. A lot of fun with that game. And my last one, I'm surprised it wasn't on anybody's list. I had Mortal Kombat. It, you know what? It depends on what Mortal Kombat you're And the thing is, there's, I, there's a lot of good ones. I thought of fighting games, and it was too tough for me to know that. I played Marvel vs. Capcom, I played Dragon Ball Z, I played Mortal Kombat, I played Tekken. Tekken's a good game. I mean, if I had to pick Tekken one fighting arcade, game, I like, it, I would would be, it would be Budokai 1. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai 1. That would be, be the fighting game. I, 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 went, I went with Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. I, have, I have good memories playing with, playing with friends. It, it, that's I was one always of the bad. most iconics, yeah. 
And I mean, the fatalities were pretty cool. I, remember, I never pulled them you off. You know nothing of fatalities unless you've seen the ones they do now. You know nothing of fatalities. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, would, we would set it up so we'd play t- two-player. And, of course, one player would just stand there. We'd go up and we'd just punch, punch, yeah. punch, punch. Until it said finish him. Then we'd bust out our Sega Genesis power-up magazine. Okay. All right. Press A, B, A, B, A, B, C. And you turn into a giant snake and you slither. The- but that's the coolest thing I ever do and again. that's the thing. That's the thing. I think video games were so much more rewarding before the internet could yeah. spoil everything for yeah. them. Well, and, 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 and most of the Mortal Kombat, they give you the finishers and everything like that. But now they do. Not yeah, now then. they do. Now yeah. that's what I mean. Now they do. If you watch any of the Mortal Kombat finishers, my God, it's like a fucking Saw movie taking <laughs> place on your screen for the next like ten seconds. Okay? Seriously, Dumb. like seriously, go online, go to YouTube, and watch any Mortal Kombat finishers right now. Okay, you'll they be fucking call fatalities hey, anymore. Another fighter, I forgot. Street they Fighter. Call fatalities. Street Fighter Street was one of the greats. You remember the Street Great, Fighter with Sean Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Wait, who played uh, who Bison? Played the, main bad guy? Who the dude played that played the dude that played Gomez. Was that anyone famous? Was a Bison? Yes, it was the guy. He died. Gomez. He did he died. die. He played Gomez. Gomez. Adams yeah, and, yeah. and Adams Family, Adams Family Values. He, he was great. He was the greatest character wait, in the wait, fucking movie. Wait, wait, What about the Mortal Kombat movies? Who was your favorite? I liked them. My favorite was Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Cage. Johnny listen, Cage. listen, I bought, at like age five or six, I bought a pair of glasses <laughs> I thought were like Johnny Cage's. I used to roll up to my cousin's house and pretend I was Johnny Cage. Listen, two months ago, John, uh, Mortal Kombat 1 recently <laughs> came on Netflix and I introduced my sister to it and we watched the whole fucking movie. It was great. First one was great. The Christopher Lambert plays. Yeah. Yeah. The second Wait, one from Highlander. I, I was on this complete high. Like I was obsessed with Johnny Cage. Mortal Kombat Two comes out when I'm like seven. Johnny Cage dies in the first five minutes of the movie by the guy with like six arms or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> My yeah. mother, when we used to uh, ride around the car when I was a kid. She had the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, and she would pop that CD in. Is it just one song? Yeah. Yeah. Scorpion. Yeah, she loves Zero. Sonya Blade. Sonya. Sonya. Enough said right there. She was kind of a babe, wasn't she? Yeah, who played her in the movies? She was a babe. She played the... She was the same chick as Billy Madison, the teacher. That was the same girl. No way. Yeah, that was the same Miss Vaughn. That was Miss Vaughn. That was that's who played Sonya. You know what? I know it's not true, but whenever I think back of the the, uh, Mortal Kombat movie, I think LL Cool J played Jax. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. That's not not the lady from Modern Family, is it? Wasn't she? No, Modern Family is... no, no, I think someone else. No. She was in. She was in Happy Gilmore. I'm sorry. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. She was in Happy, happy Gilmore. Gilmore. I'm sorry. I mixed my. Oh, my don't mix up your Happy Madison. Sorry, oh, I blew it. <laughs> Adam, uh, honorable mention. All right, I have two honorable mentions. Okay, one of them is Dragon Age Inquisition, which is another Bioware game. If you uh, pay attention to Mass Effect Three, that basically the same format, except it takes place in like you know knights and you know armor and you know. Uh, D&D kind of bullshit and everything like that. But the other one I have is The Walking Dead Season 2. The Telltale Games Amazing. Series. All the Telltale Games they are, are amazing. They are absolutely amazing, okay? I Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead, Walking Dead Season 2. Great series. If you ever get a chance to play Telltale Games, the only reason why I didn't include it in my actual list was because it was more of like a narrative gameplay where you just uh, move the character around and pick what they say and what they do and everything like yeah. that. So I great great games, 
you know. Um, Telltale makes amazing games. They, I mean, they, they're they're, they're doing, making Game of Thrones now. They're doing. Bo- they're covering Thrones, one of my favorite comic book series called Fables. They're, yeah, absolutely, Fables. Borderlands are doing right now, and they're they're in the mix to do a bunch of other ones. I'm waiting for them to do a season three of the uh, Walking Dead and a Fable season two. That's what I'm yeah. in the mix. That would be my honorable mention. Wow, awesome. Hey, we finished up. Yep. This ran a little bit long. It it, it did. It, it did. Is. So if, if you stuck around I, I with did us, not expect as much emotional attachment to video <laughs> games until we came to this. I mean, it, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, I if really have a lot of memories of If you stuck around with us for this entire time, thank you very much. We may have you, lost some people because there was times I was like, what are they talking about? That's just you, you guys are troopers. Thank you very much. Troopers. Well... Yes, yeah, so, hey, Corey, you want to plug yourself again? Sure. Uh, if you missed it last time, check out the Time Out Sports Talk on the Time Out live every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on rookeryradio.com. It's the uh, official student-run Internet program from Youngstown State University. Uh, definitely encourage you to check it out. There's more great programming in addition to what I provide uh, I do my best. I try to provide quality content for you guys. Hopefully, you guys get a chance to tune in. Um, I also write for the Pony Valley Scrappers and the Cleveland Indians on Indians.scout.com. Check that out there if you have any interest. And thanks again, guys, again for having me. It was a great. Week. Anytime. Recording. Yeah, yeah, we'd love time. to have you back again. Would you be interested in it? Oh yeah, definitely. you don't get to talk about video games too much on Rickery Radio, do you? Well, we do. We have. A, we actually have a show. It's called Code Flow. We do a show. Yeah. Uh, these guys. These guys are into that the esports thing, mm-hmm. and they do. So they all consider of that. it a sport. Yeah, they consider it a sport. But you know. <laughs> Not 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 now. We're wrapping the show. Yeah. <laughs> thanks it's again, guys. Topic. We're not going to open that can of worms. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for coming on, Corey. So, Adam, if somebody wanted to, you know, send us an email of maybe their top ten favorite video games, how would they come about doing that? Well, I don't know. I don't know, Scott. I, I guess I guess if they really wanted to send it to us, they would go to Gmail and they would Dolphin Rape at BillCosby dot. <laughs> no. No, not don't say, <laughs> Mr. Brandon. You're obsessed with that, okay? You need to, you need to have a counseling session with Flipper, okay? Because he's a recovering rapist, and you yeah, exactly, okay. But if you really want to send us your top ten video game picks, uh, go to uh, fouryourdistraction at gmail.com, and you can send us. I check it every couple days, you know. So if you send it to us, we'll read it on the next episode. Also, I run the Twitter, so if you want to tweet us your top 10 video games, or if you have any other suggestions for a top 10 that you'd like to see us do, head over to podcast, or at podcast FYD, thank you very much. Uh, podcast. Podcast F- FYD, and you can send it to us. And send us in your top 10 lists of video games. Absolutely. Yeah, we're curious. We're Definitely. curious to know. Definitely. And hey, on Facebook, like us on there for your distraction. Just give us a search. We'll post it on there, too. We'll do it up. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Definitely subscribe to us. You know, let us let us know what you want to hear. But I think this was a successful top ten, so. Yeah, top ten. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. Video games. I didn't think video games were that, that much of a thing, but apparently. It's, it's a look big out. thing. Look out. Look alive. So, so uh, thank you, Corey, for joining us. Oh, and thanks again, man. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm Adam. I'm Scott. Brandon. Thank you for joining us for <laughs> For Your Distraction Top 10. See ya!